0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Careful for Spoilers. I am your host, James Barnes, and today, guys, I'm joined once again by Brad and Aaron, and we are going to be bringing to you guys our top 10 picks for the worst films of 2019. Now, last week, we did our top 10 picks of the best movies. Now it's time for the shit boxes. Now it's time for the dog shit of everything that came out in 2019. But before we dive into our top 10 list, we're going to give you a couple of our honorable mentions that were just terrible movies, but there were just ten more that were just worse than these. So who wants to who wants to go first with our honorable mentions?
1: Meow! Thank you for the introduction, James. It was a very nice. That just <laughs> makes me want to purr. Is well, that a? Is that a is that an omen for what you're about to say? Dude, they're going I'm gonna be talking about cats all day today. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Two of my worst of the year movies heavily involve cats. Uh Hollywood was oh. like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna get feline this year. And then they fucked it up very badly. Which leads me to my first honorable mention. Cats. It didn't make it onto my list. That is insane. No, I'm kidding. It's very, very okay. high on my list. <laughs> it's very high. Oh my god, I was about to get mad. I know you were. <laughs> Um, no my honorable man I have two movies that I want to mention because they were fundamentally broken and they were on everybody's worst of the year list but they were so funny and entertaining and wacky and I couldn't help but love them I think I know the two you're about to say these movies my top 10 for the most part I was praying would be over or as like James said it was very disappointing these two movies were very bad but in no way was I anything less than 100% engaged Uh, the first of which is john travolta and fred durst's (laughs) the fanatic okay so the fanatic for those of you that don't know has been the buzz of the internet for quite a while now Um, everyone is saying oh my gosh it's so bad it's good it's the new the room here's the funny thing about the fanatic it's not not even close it's not even close yeah Yeah. it works on several levels it kind of because like for example john okay let me john travolta Plays somebody who probably has autism. Severe. Not even severe. It's pretty bad. More like Sheldon Cooper plus two. And... (laughs) He is obsessed with Hunter Dunbar, and Hunter Dunbar is a horror movie star, and he just really wants an autograph from Hunter Dunbar. Just the most innocent version of just fandom. So he just starts showing up to Hunter Dunbar's house, kills his maid, and... and <laughs> by accident. By accident. Completely. And, uh, <laughs> sneaks into Hunter Dunbar's house and kisses him, and while he's sleeping and takes pictures with him and watches TV with him while he's asleep. and The, the weird part
2: is, the, the way you're describing it is way creepier than when we actually see it because by the time he's in the house, we kind of are like... Yeah, man, do your thing. You deserve this. Hunter Dunbar's an asshole. Like,
1: do do your thing, man. Well, and Hunter Dunbar, he eventually ties Hunter Dunbar up, and (laughs) and Hunter Dunbar pulls a shotgun out of nowhere and shoots John Travolta's fingers off. I I absolutely hated that part.
0: It's so sad. It's so sad.
1: John Travolta had a son that was severely autistic, and so his portrayal of autism isn't entirely off. It, like, swerves recklessly between hilariously embarrassing and pretty spot on. It, there's no in between. He, he, sometimes he's doing things where I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And then there are sometimes where I'm like, you know, as somebody who grew up around autism and was someone with a sibling on the spectrum, that's not that's not far off. Well,
2: um, I thought most of the time he was pretty good at it, and, and there were there were times
1: where it went a little off the rails. There but. were times where you could tell Fred Durst was like John I want you to improv and John's like I got this and that's where things get weird and oddly enough too the script is what lets him down so bad mm-hmm. Oh yeah. the, the script hates everybody the script hates it's everybody it's a very
2: mean script and yeah. also
1: the ending is so fucking stupid Yeah, it, it
2: really is stupid it's the most like first film ever ending where yeah. like they just
1: don't know how to wrap it up so they don't <laughs> yeah it yeah. really is, and the like, Dunbar- oh, this
2: is ambiguous. Yeah. this will be good.
1: But the fa- and also my my big issue the, the 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 reason it's not on my ten worst list is so many people are quoting lines like "can't talk, gotta poo," which, <laughs> <laughs> out of context, is hilarious. <laughs> but in context, it's hilarious as
0: well. But it was supposed to. But be it makes hilarious. sense. Yeah. yeah,
1: like it was supposed to be funny. So those are like- his
0: first lines in the yeah. whole that movie. Is, <laughs>
1: that is the first line: "Can't talk, gotta poo." But they the movie is aware that these are funny, and so um, it 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 can't help but work sometimes. It's still very bad, but I cherished every second of that movie. Yeah, I
2: did not mind watching it like I I had quite a good time I, it's not
0: good no, not, I'll see it again because it's really funny. yeah,
1: I, I would show friends I would show I want to see what they think it's like, yeah, and my other honorable mention is a movie that is so batshit fucking bonkers upside down ass crazy it's called Serenity it stars Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway and I really wanted this one to be on my list I really did so it's got a twist in the middle that will blow your mind I. it was so crazy the next night I showed Brad and watched it with him I. I don't even want to say anything I want you to go watch it it's, it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's a, it, go watch it. It's I wanted
0: to see it, but I just didn't have time to it's, fit it in.
1: You that This is when you don't...
0: Like,
2: you aren't praying for it to end. You're just like, no, what you, is going to happen next?
1: I couldn't get enough of its weird-ass antics. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things where it's a good idea... And then he's like, what if I made every wrong choice in executing that idea? It is so confident. It is uh, idiosyncratic and unique. And Matthew McConaughey goes full Tommy Wiseau twice. Seriously? He really does. He really does. I thought Aaron
2: was overselling it. No. No, He really does. He goes
1: full Tommy Wiseau twice. Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway give these drugged out, spacey, wannabe sexy performances. They both get naked for it. Or for their butts, anyway. Um... Well, yeah. Matthew McConaughey, you get to see a little Matthew McConaughey schlong. Um, <laughs> it's when he sees his son, who is also naked underwater. This is okay. what, I, yeah, this is what I mean, man. It is a How's Jason Clark.
0: He's awful. <laughs> I think he's so hit or miss. I like him. He needs but
1: a good director too. and. he... He was supposed to be playing someone from Miami. A rich dude from Miami, but yeah. But at the same time... His Australian accent was slipping out well, so it slipped, bad. Well, but
2: also he was having like a Boston accent at times, and he was just going between, like, you know, get the car to, like, go, get the shrimp on the barbie, and I'm like, what? pick something. <laughs>
1: It's really. He's ach-
2: not in it very much, which is probably why he didn't really care that much. I mean, I. I mean, with this script, I don't know what you could have asked. This movie thinking. has
1: Matthew McConaughey aggressively and confidently screaming, "Grab my rod!" Okay, <laughs> in the very beginning. <laughs> the movie revolves around fishing and island life and the, sex.
2: The start of the movie, he's saying, "Grab my rod" to these two older, fatter sailors, and then they try to like. I forgot what they try to do, but They're then he pulls to catch a knife a on him. He
1: pulls a knife on him, <laughs> and they yeah. want to catch the fish, but he wants to catch it. He takes tourists yeah. out to catch fish, and he's like, "I can't let you catch this one. This is the fish." <laughs> yeah, and
2: then uh, then his his uh, African buddy at Dimon I don't uh, know how to pronounce Jimon Hensu? Yeah, um, then he's like, you have to stop. Like, do not do this." <laughs> yeah, he's like, the, and then he works at like a monastery too. Yeah, I
1: Brett. The listeners are probably like, what the fuck? I don't know what you're... I can't keep track of what you're saying. Neither can I. Yeah. You just need to watch the movie. It's on Amazon Prime, and honestly... It was a January movie? It was a January movie. Hell yeah. Oh, wow. oh, man, yeah. man, it is so January. Everyone forgot about it. Like, I forgot about it. Yeah. Like Because I remember hearing how weird it was, and I was like,
2: oh, okay. And I just didn't do anything until it came out later. But... It
1: just—it's also I, really beautiful. Uh, it's so well shot. It's very well shot. Um, I just think everybody needs to see this one. Yeah, it's—it's it's crazy. I would call it essential viewing. Mm-hmm. So those are my honorable mentions. Bradley, what about yours? Okay, uh, well, two of those—those those are mine as well. But it's I have—I have
2: two others. Um, the first one—it's one that is a lot on uh, a lot of people's either best or like best ten best or maybe like twenty best. But I have no idea why it's Hustlers um, Mm. with Jennifer Lopez I missed it good Um, because (laughs) it the movie thinks it's way more interesting and daring than it actually is because essentially the movie is just about these strippers who turn into uh, people who drug people uh, drug men and steal from them and uh, that's it that, that's that's 80%. That well, I think I know why. They're JLo's like,
1: going to get nominated for an Oscar. It's
2: directed by a
1: woman. Do you and you it's hate about women?
2: And it's about powerful women. So Do that you means hate it's women? good.
1: Even though the craft is kind of shitty. Do you mm. hate women? I hate these
2: women. <laughs> 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 no, it's. There are, you know, decent parts of the movie. The cinematography is all right, even though they use fake film grain and it looks terrible. Mm. But uh, everyone gives a meh performance. Even Jennifer Lopez just plays a meaner version of herself. That's it, and it's not. It's just not entertaining and good. I mean, the audience score is only sixty five. That tells you that it's definitely a critical darling. Not yeah, but it's, it's still no one fresh.
1: Else's. Sounds like Uncut Gems.
2: Uncut Gems has a lower score than audience. this one. Does audience, it? yeah, yeah. It's still. I think it's still rotten. But yeah, this one is just one that you know. If you watched Wolf of Wall Street, you've seen a significantly better ver- version than this one.
1: It doesn't surprise me. It seems like one of those movies that would be. Praised critically because it's kind of politically. That's the reason
2: why it's on like close to my worst is because everyone was talking this praises and I was like, okay, what is this? And then I watched it, I was like, oh, it's nothing.
1: Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of movies like that where I see them and I'm like, it's not a bad movie, but I, it's not worth the praise that it gets. Yeah,
2: um, it's not. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend watching it. It's really nothing. It's pretty inconsequential. Mm. Um, my next one, it's, it's not bad, but. I was so disappointed the Lego Movie Part Two. Really? Yeah. Really. I remember seeing I that. See it. Yeah. it
0: was disappointing, but it didn't make it into my honorable mentions.
2: Yeah, I knew if very early on in making my list, it was number ten. But that was before I saw like half of the ones that yeah. ended up on there. It's it's just not. It's missing something from the first one. I think it's missing Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yeah. Is, like, their their energetic humor.
1: That that happens a lot with sequels, where you have an idiosyncratic first movie where the directors confidently do something in a certain style, and then the studio behind it can't get the original team, and then they try and replicate it, and then it ends up a hollow shell of its, you know, former, yeah. you know. And the,
2: the villain wasn't that great. I mean, Tiff, I think, wasn't it Tiffany Haddish who was the... I don't we, even remember honestly.
1: Yeah, so it was You know what's funny actually is that I'm going to be saying that a lot today because some of these movies are so bad I can't even remember what was going on in no, the movie. No, cuz you
2: space out by accident.
1: Yeah, you do. You really do. Yeah,
2: and so it's just it was just disappointing. Um and it had a pretty it had a pretty unique message to it. Um, what was the message? It was Okay, let me I remember it being unique when we think about what it was. It was something. It was a story about how a brother wouldn't like let his sister play with him, like with his Legos, with her Mega Blocks or something. Yeah. Um. And it was about Mega
1: Blocks and a Lego movie. That's bold.
2: That is a unique message. It wasn't officially those, but you could tell it was. It was Mega Blocks. <laughs> Do they own those? No. Oh, okay. Well, then it's the bigger version of Legos. Then it's for like toddlers. Um. And it was just about you know. Opening yourself up to you know playing with different things and all that. I think it's about you know being gay. Maybe
1: <laughs> <laughs> most movies are when you really break it down.
2: I which guess is a good if I had thing. to say a
1: third one, um, just real quick. You don't have to.
2: Okay, <laughs> um, but I recently saw um, Terrence Malick's A Hidden Life, and there is so much good about that movie. That did they is find true. the life? Well, we did because we made
1: a movie about it. Was it. Hi- well, they said it was hidden.
2: Well they explain that in the movie how it's a hidden life because this guy wasn't discovered until like the 90s ah, and, and so they was, did find it and it was like sanct- sanctified um, but uh, it's it, it has so many good elements to it but it's also three hours long Seriously. And it does not yeah. need to be three hours long. Terrence Malick
1: is the kind of dude that's like, you know, I like it when you sigh. Why don't you just sit there and sigh and I'll film you? And it, it, <laughs> the movie repeats itself because the movie is essentially about this conscientious objector
2: in, Aust- in Austria in like 1940 um, who does his military training that is
1: um, encouraged or required. Why, why am I having trouble remembering required? Maybe James put poison in the water i haven't drank it yet oh well maybe you're just stupid. i think i'm just stupid
2: um (laughs) but he's doing the the required military training but then they give farmers a pretty much last in line for selective service um and he waits like three years and then he finally gets drafted but he refuses to sign an oath to hitler um, which you have to do so he gets arrested um and that that's that's three hours jesus
1: it's it's crazy how long it is. Um, I read that it was his first narrative feature since The New World in 02.
2: Uh, well, it wasn't Tree of Life linear?
1: Or was it not? No. No? Okay, I, I didn't linear. see it. That. Linear. That's not the word. Narrative isn't the word. Linear narrative. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. And
2: y- it could have been good if you just cut out like an hour of it because it just repeats the village being against him and his wife. And it, I swear that takes like 30 minutes of screen time What does it have around well. tomatoes? It's like an 80-something. Really? Like, Seriously? I think so. It's A Hidden Life.
1: James put God. in The Hidden Life because it's very I bad thought it was The life. You
2: know nothing about film. Yeah, 82. <laughs> 82, yikes. What's the audience score? Like, five? 71? 71. No. Well, it's only got 200 audience
1: Maybe uh, you're just votes. really dumb. I think I'm just stupid because... No, it's no I... G- that's why it's it's nowhere close to my number 10. No, I'm but... I'm, I'm totally teasing you because the, the Terrence Malick movies are super long-winded and I see a lot of these long art movies where they go on and on and on about nothing and I think oftentimes critics are like, "Oh, but it's expressing something true." True does not necessarily mean captivating. Watching paint dry is true. It is drying and people have to paint the houses and they dry. You could show something true. You could show somebody eating. Truth does not mean interesting and or captivating and repeating truth does not make it interesting. Right. Or
2: yes. and and I feel so bad because like the the actors give it their all. August Steele, who plays the the lead, um, he does a fantastic job. I heard the cinematography is really good. It's it is for a lot of it, but to be honest, it's kind of hard to make shots of the Austrian mountains look bad. That is true because it's gorgeous. That's true. Um, a lot of the the camera movement is erratic. Um, they they do a lot of swinging shots around the characters but the way they cut it is very abrupt sometimes yeah. and mm-hmm. it cuts to like a second for a, a shot for like a split second hmm. and it cuts back to a shot and it, that didn't, it didn't need to be there so I don't know why they did it hmm. um, the score is also very beautiful and it's I can't call it a bad movie it's just it it's so not my type yeah. yeah, and I don't mind like three hour movies as long as it you know earns it this yeah. movie doesn't earn it
1: fair enough yeah
0: and that's the end of my my uh generally what about you yeah, so I have I have four honorable mentions. Okay, um, so I'll start with the fanatic for everything like you already mentioned, Aaron. Um, <laughs> yeah, this movie is in the vein of The Room, Samurai Cop, The Wicker Man with Nicholas yeah. Cage. It's a like this one. is just it's so bad it's good, and I'm gonna watch the fanatic at least once a year because it's just so fucking. I need to good. buy. I'm gonna buy it. Yeah, I'm gonna buy that and Serenity. Yes. Yeah. They're just so You gotta much see fun.
1: Serenity, too. Yeah.
0: You gotta see it. Um, the other one that I have is Triple Frontier. Uh, I what? saw Yeah, I fucking hate this movie. I really enjoyed that. That was
1: the. Um, what's the director's name? J- I can't remember. It's not J.A. Bayona.
2: No, he directed it's, another
1: awful movie last it's year. Two letter last name. Oh my god, I know what you're talking about. Not J.D. Salinger. It's the guy who did A Most Violent Year. Yeah, A Most Violent Year and um, J.C. Shandor. That's it. I, written by can, Mark Bull. Wow. Yeah, this was in the in
2: the making for like ten years. It, it was one thing. So what, didn't, came what out? didn't? Well, it did
1: land on Netflix of all things. Well,
0: it should have stayed on the fucking shelf because this movie is an absolute abomination. Um, the only reason why it didn't make it into my top ten is because there's just ten more films that I thought were worse. This was a waste of a cast. You have Oscar Isaac, um, Ben Affleck, um, Pedro Pascal, um, Charlie Hunnam. There's you have really good actors in You're this movie. You're missing Garrett Hunt Hun- Headland whatever you have these actors in this movie and nothing happens it's boring nothing happens nothing substantial happens what happens at the end
2: um well i guess we aren't careful for spoilers so i can spoil it yes (laughs) and it's been out for like 10 months um they they pretty much give up the money that they earned to give to one of the crew members families that died along the way yeah but that's, that's a very meaningful choice. Yeah, and but the also, things that lead it's, up to it. No, 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 no. no. It, it's, it's also um, ambiguous because we don't know if Oscar Isaac... Because we don't see him make the final
0: decision. He may have taken all the money. It didn't interest like, me.
2: Movie. It's I thought it was quite good.
0: It didn't interest it. me. I was bored out of my mind. There's barely any action sequences. I felt like the story was just really bland. I, I fucking hated this Okay, movie. so
2: this is where our friendship starts to get on the rocks. <laughs> because <laughs> I, quite, I I... I, I liked it a lot more than a lot of people. but Defend I just, yourself. I kind of have. <laughs> but, um... Your defense also so far he, has been... But I liked it. But I did. Uh, no, the scene when they have to go... When they find out where the money is in the house... Mm-hmm. and they have to take uh, it. Yes. And I was... That my, scene. My heart was... Shut, the, shut up. Uh, <laughs> and my heart was beating so fast because I'm like, you have enough. You have enough. You've made this, these mistakes before. you never that know That was good. Stop. Yeah, sure. And them trying to get over the mountain with a helicopter and trying to drop the weight and them... Uh, did they, they crashed where that field was where the village... Yeah. Okay. Um, when they crashed there and that then they, uh, Ben Affleck shoots one of the villagers, I just... I, I was captivated the whole time. I loved the characters may not have been super fleshed out but i it was enough for me to uh, sympathize with them and kind of go along this journey. I
0: guess I just I just didn't care about them. There was oh. just nothing. It's like okay, these guys want money because they were in the military. Now they're not. Uncle Sam doesn't p- take care of us, so we're gonna take care of oh, ourselves. Oh, so you hate um, the soldiers. You hate oh US soldiers, James. <laughs> it just it just didn't work for me. Um, the I next think one that F. I get have... to
1: the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. You hate women, and so James hates soldiers. Oh
2: my God! That's why there's an upside down American
0: flag right behind James in oh his my podcast. God. Room.
1: <laughs> well, what about the upside down crosses in the living room? What are...
0: <laughs> um, next up I have Dark Phoenix. Mm. Oh, oh man. I, can- I cancelled my ticket the day yeah, the reviews man. came out. I couldn't bring myself to watch it. Because <laughs> you
2: haven't seen any other X-Men films except Logan. That is also
0: true. It would have made zero sense to you. That is true. It is the most boring X-Men movie. I've heard. Think about yeah. that. It is the most boring X-Men and movie we got, possible. Well,
1: X-Men Origins Wolverine wasn't boring. It was just so horrible.
0: Yeah. It's sounds really so interesting bad.
1: when a movie Gets caught in limbo like that one did because they were doing reshoots and they were doing rewrites and it really got caught in limbo because it sucked so bad.
0: <laughs> I can mm. see by the end of the film where it was going to be so much like Captain Marvel. I, I get yeah, why I they changed it and the tr- the train sequence at the end is is fine. But Jessica Chastain is that why they
1: changed it? Was because it was going to be too much like Captain Marvel? Yeah, and yeah, when yeah.
0: when
2: you see it, you can you can tell it was in the process of uh, Disney buying Fox.
1: Oh, so Disney shit. It, changed got, it that. got stuck. Yeah. yeah. It was mm. in the
0: worst timing possible. Yeah. yeah. And you get Jessica Chastain, who is only in this movie because she's Jessica Chastain. Literally anyone could have played her role. There is yeah. nothing to mm-hmm. her character. They're nameless, faceless aliens who take the form of humans and they want the Phoenix Force. Oh, that's, that's boring. And don't that's, like, that's, I to do that.
1: that's it. Like, if I was a nameless, faceless alien, the, I would take the form of Jessica Chastain
0: and just look down the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) And it's one of those moments where actors think by talking in this very monotone, calm voice that that means menacing without actually putting anything behind it. So it's just, it's really boring. Um, Sophie Turner, she just doesn't work for me as Jean Grey. It just doesn't work for me at all. They use um, their one F-bomb really stupidly. Who said it? um, Cyclops. Really? Yeah. Is he's like, um, give me back my girlfriend, or I'll fucking kill you. That that's what they wow. That's what they chose. Usually, like, X Men
2: movies are really, really good at picking it.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was um, Apocalypse where uh, Michael Fassburn was like, "Who the fuck are you?" Yeah,
2: that was a great use of it. Yeah. And uh, in what was it? First Class when they when they walk in to get yeah, yeah. Wolverine, and he just
0: <laughs> he's like, "No, go away." <laughs> um, the last honorable mention that I have is Annabelle Comes Home. This is a classic. A classic visual representation of what happens with misleading marketing. Annabelle comes home sounds like a porno. It's a <laughs> it's a weird title. Yeah. I always thought that was a strange title. I mean, it, it makes sense when you see the film, but it's just like the the trailers make you think that Ed and Lorraine Warren are in it. They're yeah. not in they're it. Not. They really? show up. Yeah, they show up for like the first two minutes, and then they're in it at the last like five minutes of oh, the movie. Oh, I don't like that. And okay. in between, it's just like you're just following teens fucking shit up. Like, um, this one teen goes into the room with all of the different like haunted stuff. Yeah. And she just starts touching things. <laughs> that's that's it and that's that's the movie
1: that also sounds like a porno
0: <laughs> so it's like it's just it's just uneventful it's boring uh, there's one really cool scene right at the beginning with Ed and Lorraine but after that it's just a tween horror movie uh, that's too bad that's too bad because Annabelle Creation th- was good yeah, you, yeah I loved Annabelle Creation it was so
1: good it's a shame too because uh, Annabelle comes home as the directorial debut of Gary Dahlberman who's a great screenwriter he wrote you know, the second Annabelle movie he wrote, uh, the It movies. So it's a shame to hear that that movie didn't work out. I ended, up, I didn't watch it because I was too busy watching other bad movies. Um, it it kind of came and went. It came it in did. the
2: theaters, and I just didn't have the drive it, it to go came, see it.
1: Right. It came and went probably because it wasn't that good. Usually you hear, oh, my God, you have to go see this movie. But the fact that I didn't meant I kind of, well, I'll skip it. Yeah, they're,
0: yeah. they're hoping that the things in the room interest you so much that you're invested in it but it's just it's just so boring Um, but it's not terrible that's why I didn't make it into my top 10 so let's dive into it let's get into the top 10 let's get into the shit bag can I start this time oh please
1: okay yes you can my number 10 which is the same as Brad's number 10 because he peeked at my list and he's not supposed to I knew it was on both of our lists because we were sitting there in the theater and we couldn't believe it James has already given me a disappointed look because he knows what it is it's everybody's favorite pronoun us is that a it's not a pronoun I don't your know a pronouns like a name well what would you say uh, us is like a like i me. I don't
2: I don't know all I know is that you're wrong
1: <laughs> it's a it's a preposition okay no it's not a pre- a preposition is like under or above stupid
2: I didn't I didn't call it a preposition
1: you said okay
2: <laughs> I was trying to get you to stop going on about it so you could start talking about the movie
0: God no, I want to know your' beef with us like. Uh, well,
1: well, Brad with us, hates, like, Brad friend hates women and James hates soldiers. That's my beef with you guys. Brad doesn't know what a preposition is. That's also my beef. Uh, I got a lot of beef. You don't know what a is. pronoun is. Hey, man, we're not talking about your beef with me. We're talking about my beef with you. <laughs> no. Us. So here's, here's a great example of my issue with us. Um, <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o asks Lupita Nyong'o, who are you? She goes she goes
0: We are. Americans! You know why she talks like that, though. <laughs> it still doesn't Just make it any
1: less it's, funny. It's like when you watch a non-fiction movie and they're like, you know, that really is how it works. I'm like, well, it's stupid on screen, isn't it? <laughs> Very true. And so, it's like, she sounds that way because she was choked. I'm like, well, it's like Batman's voice in the Christian Bale movies. It's like, he sounds stupid because he doesn't want anyone to know who he is. I'm like, well, he still sounds stupid, doesn't he? I don't Should've think he should have used sounds a voice stupid.
2: changer like, like they did in the, in the Zack Snyder one. That yeah. worked. But
1: my point is... We are Americans, which is my quote of the year. Um, it was Jordan Peele going, you guys get it? You get it? You get it, guys? The entire movie guys, is America. You get You guys, guys see that? You guys get it? He, boom. Commentary. I'm like, my, my name is I'm like, Jordan
2: Peele hyphen Kubrick. Uh, <laughs> respect
1: me. Uh, it is Jordan Peele hyphen Kubrick hyphen Carpenter. Thank you very much. God. He, the whole movie is like, guess what? I'm important and funny. I'm like, you just think this movie and just he's thinks one of it's those. all that this movie just thinks it is it is just the best the bee's thing ever. knees the bee's knees the best sandwich you ever ate like it it really tries it's
0: not it's an exploration of classism so, so was Parasite. Was Parasite.
1: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, but it wasn't even a good exploration of classism. It's like... It's like... The, it's meandering. It's, it's meandering. It's bizarre. And yeah. at the beginning, when the girl is like going through the funhouse, and then she sees her clone in the funhouse, and the clone funhouse grabs her, I'm like, ah, they switched. I see. And at the end, they're like, surprise, they switched. I'm like, that's the twist? Yeah, Aaron and I looked at each
0: other we're like, I thought we were supposed to know that. And there were people in the theater that were like... <gasps> I'm like what? I mean, I wasn't blown away. I just, I didn't see it.
1: It was also, it was also a completely purposeless twist. Um, yeah, I didn't really, really have anything. What does it I think it says like, it's all about how you grow up. It's all about class. But a uh, parasite, parasite is like a beautiful movie about class and you know how that might affect somebody. And I walked away with perspective, like, wow, I really, you know, walk away with this new perspective of what it must be like to be super high or super low on the class ladder. With us, I'm like, okay, so it's this big metaphor that Jordan Peele thinks hit you really hard while having humor inappropriately tossed through the whole thing. The, the, you've got any suspense that you've got is immediately diffused by humor. He's building suspense and then boom, it is released because we laugh. And several times it is funny, which completely ruins the momentum for me. Yeah. Um, and then in addition, it's just riddled with horror cliches. It's like when they find Elizabeth Moss and she looks in the mirror and she's like, ha ha, ha ha ha, and then starts evil laughing, you know, that whole thing? Yeah. You know, the whole looking in the mirror and then slowly evil laughing cliche. I, th- I don't think
0: they um, were... They didn't tell her they were recording. I think that's just her and her Scientology. <laughs> her and her
1: Scientology. I
0: just love the fact of the exploration of we as people, we created these clones in an effort to try to control the people above, to make them do things. And then it's like, well, this doesn't work. So the government just abandoned the, abandons them and just leaves them to rot and die. That's and fucked
1: tend- up. And pretend to ride roller coasters.
0: Yes, it's it's all oh, fucked hate, up. Like I, I hated the editing. They're people. In that part. They're people too, though. Like they're being tortured. They don't have any control of what's happening to them. It's fucked up. They didn't ask to be created. Like it's it's that's what really hit me in in the film. But I, I get your points.
1: Yeah, I just and and uh, honestly too. Here's uh, oh go ahead. One thing the the part that really made the
2: humor completely switch for me. Where at first I was kind of enjoying it, and then it, it I felt I like it, it completely. Saying. I think I talked about it with you before. Where it defeated its own purpose is when the daughter and the mother are arguing about their kill count after the after the. the I thought that was funny.
0: It's it's out of context.
2: It is funny,
0: but when you really look at it, their their children are murdering people. And I mean, how is how is that different from zombie movies? You have to do what you have to do to survive. Because this
1: one is a movie with commentary. This well, movie this one's is taking trying, itself
2: way more seriously. It is.
1: It thinks it's brilliant. And also, and it tries to make jokes the about Zombies Kill Count.
2: are not looked at as people at all.
1: Yeah. Unless you're in one of those super serious, like, that was my mother, sort of thing. You're putting zombies to peace. Yeah. You know what I mean? And but if in these this are just one, people. You're killing the lower class, and the audience is celebrating it it's like I thought we we're supposed to feel bad for these lower class but now they're kind of... for me it was the fuck the police thing where it was like you get it fuck the police on Alexa while this is happening oh, you get I do remember it that. you get it guys I'm like wow Jordan Peele you
0: really
2: yeah. outdid
1: yourself on this one
2: I just, I think my main problem with the movie is that I just feel like Jordan Peele is talking down to everybody he, 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 thinks we're, he thinks we're all. way dumber than we actually are.
1: Yes.
0: What? Yeah. Yeah. He's
2: challenging your mind to think Parasite about the messages. Is challenging your he mind challenged mind my, my mind message. to go against the critical praise to go, oh, this wasn't that good. Get Out <laughs> challenged
1: your mind. Get mm-hmm. Out challenged. I loved Get Out. I think that was another reason why it even made my list because the thing is, movies on this list, I, I have a hard time putting movies on the list that have a voice, a vision, movies that are specific and deliberate because then it kind of enters you love it or you hate it territory, right? Everything about us is deliberate. It didn't sit well with me. It sat very well with others. So clearly it's a love it or hate it kind of thing. And I can't bash it for that. And I can't call it a bad movie for that. All I can say is that it didn't work with me. But the reason it did make it on my list was because the critical praise was so outstanding. And I was so anticipating it uh, because of me really liking Get Out. So the disappointment mixed with it not sitting with me mixed with my disconnect with the overwhelming critical praise. And the condescension. And the condescension and the sort of arrogance of the movie that's why it made my list.
0: Damn. Yeah. All right Brad, what's your number 10? That that, that was mine. Oh, no. Yeah, okay. That
1: was, we, we can skip B. That was a, that was a good one. We yep. can just skip him the whole time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and my
2: number not Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> I'm actually really curious to hear your list. <laughs> okay. Cuz yeah. is pretty spicy about some of these.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm I'm going to get spicy. I, I have like two rants in here, so I know. We'll, we'll we'll go. Um James, what's your number Meow. 10? Um uh, my number 10 is Countdown. Meow. I didn't see that. Didn't get to watch it. So I saw Countdown, and I'm like, so a lot of movies on my top ten list are going to be interesting concepts that were just butchered by bad writing and directing. So Countdown has a really interesting premise. You download this app. And it tells you when you're going to die. Right? I find that to be an interesting premise. I haven't seen a horror movie with that kind of premise. It's similar to Final Destination. A um, little bit. A little bit. Um, But it's so generic. It has everything you can possibly think of. Okay, so our protagonist downloads the app, she realizes that. It's actually real, and people are dying when the countdown happens. What do you think she does? She Googles it. What do you think happens after she Googles it? She goes to see a priest. Oh, no. What do you think happens after she sees the priest? The priest tells her to go find a specialist. The specialist, of course, knows everything. Is that Tom
2: Segura? No. I'm
0: getting there. I love that man. I am getting there. I'm really mad that he was in a bad movie. I think he's hilarious, but the specialist is PJ, um, PJ Byrne. Um, he's a pastor he plays Father John if you remember the Wolf of Wall Street he's the guy with the bad toupee Oh, I know exactly who that is. Yeah. Okay. So I think he's funny, but just not in this movie. So yeah. he's a specialist and I, I don't care I'm gonna spoil it. Um so the origin of it is this prince was going into battle and he found this old gypsy woman to tell him if he was gonna die in the battle or not. So she pulls out this scroll that looks exactly like the countdown app, just in like <laughs> old um old lettering, and he sends his brother in his place. And so the whole curse thing is if you try if you try to change your fate you're haunted by a demon that haunts you all the way until the moment of your death so it's either you can just live out the best your best life until you die or you're tortured by this demon until you die. That's the premise of this movie it, they, it,
1: it really sounds like they blew it, that it's, premise.
0: It's interesting. Yeah, but that then it's just interesting. The, it, it is, but yeah. the execution is so bad. It has really weird cuts. The humor's weird. Um one of the characters says, um, your time's up, you rapey fuck.
2: <laughs> Wait, is this PG thirteen?
0: Yes, but, I mean, you're allowed.
2: It's still, like, I was I was thinking saying rapey in front of it would add, like, some zest. I don't know. Yes. Your time's
0: up,
1: you rapey fuck.
0: <laughs> um, so Ew. Father John tells them, oh, all you need to do is hack the code of the app. So they go to find the tech guy, and guess who the tech guy is, it's Brad? Tom Segura. Tom Segura. He's so funny. He is so funny, but he, fuck, is he terrible in this movie. Oh, my <laughs> God. So he breaks the code, and shit happens, and... It's just absolutely fucking ridiculous. (laughs) It sucks that
2: it's PG-13, too. It's like, I don't like these countdown movies or, like, you know, like, Final Destination. It works because it's R, and you're like... What's this next creative kill that's not going to have any limits to it? This one you're going to go, well, we're not going to see hardly any blood, so what's the fun? Yeah, the, film,
0: the yeah. kills aren't even that creative, yeah. honestly. The film
1: critic, Jeremy Johns, I, I watched a bit of his review for Countdown because it was in his top ten. And he said, did you know this was actually going to be a Final Destination movie? And then because of issues with the property, they ended up just changing it to Countdown. Do you know that?
0: I did not know that.
1: That's not true, but it sounds so I true knew that you bought true. it. <laughs> fuck you, Aaron. <laughs> he says, it sounds true, so you bought it, and that's the problem with the movie. <laughs> that's so funny. Time's up, you rapey fuck. Yes, I need to. That see is
2: literally I have that's another hilarious. Quote, um but it's not until my number one that Dude, is my quote of the year. I have a
1: whole list of quotes for <laughs> yeah. a movie that's on all three of our lists, I'm sure, and we will go through them with please. Yes.
0: <laughs> Aaron, I'm gonna pass it back to you. What's your number nine? Time's up, you
1: rape Oh man, that's just I love it. <laughs> it's ridiculous dude alright my number nine once I open my okay this one is another one that I just found horribly disappointing and a complete waste of its property and it is actually paired with a movie by the same director that was brilliant this Hmm. year John Berlinger came out with a documentary series about Ted Bundy right and it was brilliant Uh, Confessions of a Killer Oh my god! I watched it in one sitting. A that really, wall's
0: brilliant. A yeah. really
1: unique look into the world of Ted Bundy and the sort of the mind. And uh, I
0: loved. I loved that movie. I can't believe you didn't the like documentary? it. No, the the
1: extremely the you're wicked, talk shockingly. About. What is it? Extreme. I can never remember the title. Extremely, I think it's like shockingly. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile is my number nine. I didn't that it wasn't a, close to mine. I was I sat there the entire time horribly, crushingly disappointed. I loved it. Zach I thought Efron's... this was
0: one of the best performances by Zach Efron. Oh of course. It, it is, is.
1: Yeah, the movie wastes it, the frenetic cutting, the it just it sort of coasts through every uninteresting part of Ted Bundy's life, it reminds me a little bit of Selma where they, th- where they said okay, we've heard the MLK story a hundred times what's something we haven't heard, so they picked something that wasn't necessarily as visceral or exciting, Selma, at the end of the day still worked well enough, right, because MLK is still an interesting guy, but if you take away the murder and the trial of Ted Bundy, what do you get? You get nothing. And so it's like, in, instead, we half follow his wife, half follow Bundy, half follow the court case. And I'm like, we're not following anything. We're not committing to anything. It was clear that John Berlinger's scope was so big. And he had done this. doc. He's a documentary director. The only other narrative feature he, he's done is Blair Witch 2. And this movie just has oh. every hallmark of a bad movie where it goes in one ear, out the other. And it wastes Zach Efron's excellent performance. Um, Honestly,
0: Everyone's that performances. See, that's what I liked about it, right? I like the fact that we already know all of the terrible things that he's done. The it, The director is forcing you, because when you see him do certain things, he comes home late, he lies about this one thing, or where he ends up, it forces the mind to think about and create those actions in your mind the way that your mind wants to see those things. So to me... I have an active imagination when it comes to film, so the the suggestion of those things makes me think about those horrible things, and it worked for me. And see, I, for me,
2: well, I feel like if we, because at first I was like, I kind of want to see the murders, but at the same time, I'm like, that seems really exploitative, and I don't
1: think we should. But see, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, I'm not saying that I wanted to see the murders, but they should at least commit to something. Commit to bu- follow Bundy everything but the Bundy murders, right? Or commit to his wife, follow his wife, but we don't. We're all over the place. Nothing has room to sit. Nothing has room to breathe. You talk about these moments, you talk about these moments, and I would have liked to have seen those moments, but they had so many moments that they wanted to cram into the movie that in the end it glosses right in front of you, and I was praying for it to be over. I'm like, please. Oh, man. I know, and even the court case, the court case, it could have followed the court case alone, because the court case was insane, the prison escapes were insane, but they spent like two minutes on them, you know, and just Oh, he's out. He's out of prison. Yeah. Oh, he's out of the courthouse window. Oh, he's running now. And what was so scary about Bundy was luring the victims and things like that. And we got like glimpses of it. So clearly it's not that they were not afraid. They weren't afraid to show it. Uh, But they they didn't spend any time on it because they were too busy getting to the next thing. They were so excited to show the next thing. Too wide of a scope. Yeah. they needed to narrow it down. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get
2: that. Okay, um, so that's I, my number. Nine. Yeah, it didn't bother me nearly as much as you. I the editing was bad. That yeah. that was bad. I think it just
1: bothered me because the <clears throat> documentary series was so good. The movie had so much potential, and it did. The Zach Efron is amazing. Yeah, and it did Zach Efron really dirty because he was really incredible, and uh, I really he he could have been, you know, a performance really worth talking about. Damn! All right. Yeah brad okay my number nine it's another netflix movie um that dude all of my i forgot about several of my honorable mentions but uh, they just popped in my head right now but they were all netflix movies there were a lot of bad netflix movies yeah
2: um this one it was one that i was quite anticipating because i loved this director's first movie nightcrawler and then he made mm. velvet buzzsaw
0: mm-hmm. i missed it i, okay. I really I wanted it. to see that movie I heard okay it neither of you watching. saw it
2: it's, yeah. it's it, it it starts out pretty strong um Jake Gyllenhaal plays this eccentric, flamboyant art um, curator at a museum, and he's hilarious. He's so much fun to watch. Um, He gives it his all, really. Um, And then uh, I watched this once like months ago, so I'm gonna barely remember some of the plot points, but I just remember that uh, there's a painter that this, the woman that's trying to get into art curation at the same place that he's at, um, a a really old man dies upstairs, and uh, when she somehow she gets into the apartment and she finds all of his paintings and they're so like disturbing and macabre and she's like ooh like I could get really rich off these or I could get you know really far with this so she takes them and doesn't really tell anybody where they're from uh, but it turns out they're haunted or and um they were actually painted with that guy's blood which is a cool start to it yeah um and then it goes nowhere with it it's it's scattershot the Jake Gyllenhaal's Hall's performance kind of it's not as committed cuz he kind of loses his like flamboyancy he kind of turns just into regular Jake Gyllenhaal by the end mm. and it's just this scattershot um, idea of a slasher where the paintings come alive and kill you but it's not exciting it's really boring you just kind of want it to end and that's a shame that's disappointing yeah because yeah. I was looking forward to because Dan Gilroy movie. did such a great job and I, Nightcrawler I think is super close to a perfect movie yeah. oh yeah it's so fantastic it's one of the best of the decade yeah. But
0: Hall got snubbed. like oh, so hard. Ridiculous. Was it, was he, he wasn't even nominated, right? No. No. <laughs> Man. it was ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think he should have won, but he should have gotten a nomination for sure. Oh,
2: damn. Absolutely. But yeah, that, that's my number nine. Yeah. It was just, I just really, really
0: wanted to like it, but it, it wasn't good. Yeah. So my number nine is going to be Shaft.
1: Oh. Didn't see it. Disappointing.
0: It was, it's a bad version yeah. of Shaft. I yeah. mean, the, the one, the Shaft in 2000, I thought was really good. Because I mean, when I watched it again after I saw this Shaft movie. And I'm like, this still holds up today. It's still so relevant uh, with police brutality and everything what, that what we're is, seeing today. What is Shaft
2: about I don't know anything about it.
0: So, um, he used to be a cop, and then he realizes that the system doesn't really work. He becomes a PI, and he solves these oh, okay. crimes on his own. Okay. Um, in 2000, Christian Bale plays the one of the most fucking worst villains ever. Like, he's such a fucking I know scumbag. He cool. Yeah, he's the bad guy of one of them, anyway, of that movie, but... This one, it introduces that Shaft has a kid. Um, his kid works for the CIA as an analyst. The laziest sequel bait. Exactly. Uh-huh. Um, Shaft is an estranged father. Of course. Um, they get together because his Sh- son, his son's friend gets murdered, and he goes to his dad to try to fix it, um, to try to find out who killed his friend. It's just, it's just fucking it's boring. It's just like A Good Day to Die Hard, where he's yeah. like, you
2: were never around,
1: Dad.
0: He's like, well, sorry, <laughs> son. Or Indian
1: Jones and King of the Christmas. oh my god
0: it's It's just it's so tired yeah Yeah. and it's it 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 doesn't really go anywhere it's really misogynistic and that's what shaft used to be but it, it fails to evolve in any way shape or form um it's just it's just ridiculous there's the one of the first times you see shaft with his son you can tell he was eating pussy oh and then he answers the door and it's like Ew. Okay, cool. Moving on (laughs) to the next scene. (laughs) So,
1: the Shaft, the new Shaft, was directed by Tim Story and Tim Story.
0: Oh, he's
2: awful. He's awful.
1: He directed Ride Along, Ride Along Two, The Fantastic Four, Jessica Alba, The Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer, uh, Taxi with Queen Latifah and Jimmy Fallon. Yikes. uh, Think Like a Man, Think Like a Man Two, Two Kevin Hart documentaries, uh, and Barbershop. And he's doing the upcoming Tom and Jerry movie.
0: And Jesse T. Usher that plays his son. um, I think. he's a terrible actor he's in um he's independence in, day resurgence he's he's in um, the boys. Will smith's yeah he's a train yeah
2: um, which i actually think he's pretty good in that one just because he plays an, like an asshole yeah. so it's not that hard to play one <laughs> it just, it just doesn't work for me
0: um regina hall she's only in this movie because she used to date shaft and she misses him, but he's an asshole, but she loves him because he's an asshole. It's the most generic thing you could possibly fucking think of.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing the trailers, and it just looked like nothing yeah, special. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's a waste of a great property.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I love the 2000 movie. I love that movie. Yeah. And this just, it just fucking How, how did this it. one do financially? Didn't it bomb? Yeah, it bombed. Okay.
1: It's it's ridiculous.
2: I was thinking like why do they keep giving Tim Story movies? And
1: I don't it's because know. Ride Along and Ride Along Two both did really well. And some of the Fantastic Four movies. And Barbershop yeah. and Think Like so, a Man and Think Like a Man Two.
2: I, I think we're just past his era where you, those can make money. I also
1: think when when it comes to a movie like Tom and Jerry or some weird property they have sitting around and they need someone to do it, it sounds like he's the guy that would do it.
2: He doesn't have a creative bone in his body, so they're like, yeah, he'll just, you know,
1: get he'll it done. Just, he'll do it. It's yeah. fine. So let's see. The budget was, oof, yikes. I don't know what the budget was, but domestically yeah, it, it made budget, $21 million. Yeah, Ooh, that's,
0: that's bad. Yeah, it's
2: pathetic.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: they're probably not releasing the budget because of that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. For real. But,
0: Aaron, what's your number seven?
1: My number seven. We're on on eight. Yours was us, and then it was Velvet Buzzsaw. No, my ten was us. Yeah, your ten was us. And then my nine
2: was Velvet. Eight. Oh, so now we're on eight. I'm sorry. Sorry. My bad. Should I be? Okay, welcome to Cow for
1: Spoilers. I am your host. (laughs) (laughs) Your time is up, you rapey fuck. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay, so my number. Eight.
0: Eight. Eight. I was about to say seven again. Oh, my God. (laughs) i <laughs> Wait a minute, Patrick. <laughs> I'm the maniac. <laughs>
1: um, it's a movie that was just crushingly disappointing more than anything. It didn't work on any level. I don't think either of you saw it. Um, after this, you will have definitely seen all of them. This is the last one that I don't think you guys have seen. Number, my number eight. I think I know what it I'm is. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Banana Splits movie.
2: Now, what the fuck I, is that? I, I didn't
1: know. It. I, I know what you're talking about, but that was not what I was thinking. Look I didn't know up. you saw it. I did. I oh. saw it with Dylan. Um. The Banana Splits movie. So the Banana Splits show was a kids' TV show from the nineteen seventies with Teletubby type characters. They were like Chuck E. Cheese type characters, and it was like a little game show. It was like a variety show. And uh, after the Five Nights at Freddy's movie kind of fell apart, um, they the, were like, "Hey, they were I mean, trying I mean, to rip I mean, off the I mean, yes. They were trying to uh, rip off Five Nights at Freddy's, which it never ended up getting made. I mean, it's still it seemed
2: a, like a copy of Happy Time merged with the puppets. Yeah, okay. it's it's
1: sort of both. And it was a cash in, but it was this like idea that, okay, we're going to take this kid's TV show from the 70s and make it into a horror movie, which is a great idea. Um, And so it's like killer Chuck E. Cheese robots kind of thing, but you can tell they're obviously men in suits. They're trying to do the gore thing. It's cheesy. It's like a sci-fi movie, like a sci-fi channel movie. None of the kills hit. None of the scares hit. None of the laughs hit. The writing is terrible. The directing is terrible. The sets look bad. The characters look bad. Everything in this movie that has potential falls flat. And it has so much potential. And honestly... Uh, it would be higher on my list if it weren't just so fucking dull. In uh-huh. one ear, out the other. Damn. You those, know. Are, those, those don't ever make it up to the top. They don't. It's, no. I'm like, this movie isn't even good enough to be higher on the list. It's that bad. <laughs> There's not much to discuss. It's just. There's nothing to discuss. Yeah. It's just bad, and it's a crushing disappointment. I'm, and they, they take the totally wrong tone with it, too. They're like, okay, we understand the goofiness of this, so we're going to try and make genuinely funny jokes. No. When something is goofy, it needs to be self aware. And it can't have, you know, just, like, jokes in it. It needs to be self-aware and kind of joke about itself and its own existence. Yeah. You know? And if you're going to go all out with the gore, go all out with the gore. But they don't And That's in the end. disappointing. You just get yeah. this really flat, I remember seeing it excuse. on the store
2: shelves, and I was like, what is this? Yeah,
1: I was intrigued, man. I yeah. was all about it. I'm all for cheesy horror How movies. did Dylan like it? We hated it. Okay. We We prayed for it to be over. And we, we listened to the – we watched the behind-the-scenes, and none of the filmmakers had any idea what they were doing. They're like, you know, people in costumes are scared. I'm like, they're kind of creepy, aren't they? I'm like, no, they're not. It, it's it, you kind of have to be funny. The goal of this movie is to be silly and gory and over the top, and more of a thrill ride, funny, self-aware, sort of throwback. But yeah. instead, it tries to play it straight. Um, that's annoying. It's very yeah. annoying. Because so. I mean, yeah.
2: we want to make like a mascot ma- mascot yeah. mascot based like horror
1: movie. We yeah yeah. And so it just it that's it, ridiculous. Anyway, so that's my number six.
2: Okay number
1: 8 <laughs> I just gave Aaron a dirty look
2: um, ok so my number 8 is one that I was quite looking forward to uh, the year that they announced the year before when they announced it and they showed the first like stale of the movie I was like that looks awesome I'm pretty stoked and it's from a director I like he did The Descent which is one of my favorite horror movies mm. of all time and then Hellboy came out, and it ruined everything. Hellboy's that low on your list. Interesting. It's, the only reason is that it's this low is because...
1: I didn't see the, it.
2: The gore was awesome. Okay. Um, and the makeup was really good. That's you, fair. You could tell a lot of care was put into this. Um, it was definitely an issue of director and and production issues and studio issues. I heard there were countless fights and you know back and forth about that. Reshoots. David Harbour storming off set, you know. You rarely get a good movie when that kind of stuff happens. Yeah. So, that's why it's so low on my list, is because there are aspects to it that I liked. Um, Like, when the giant monsters come out at the end, and they start just, like, tearing apart people in London. I was like, most movies wouldn't go this... Most, like, high-budget studio movies wouldn't go this far, with some of the gore. Um, But the editing is atrocious. It is is. all over the place. The script, I cannot tell if it was edited poorly, or if the script just... It tried to cover too much ground because um, I watched like a in-depth review of it, and people were talking about you know all of this was in the comic books. It's just that they were not they were not close together at all when it comes to like their storylines. They smushed it together. Things don't make sense. The comedy isn't funny. There's like two or jokes that hit. It just it's awkward and it just isn't good. That that's really just what it comes down to. It's a, it's a really really bad movie.
0: Yeah, um, I have a lot to say about that movie. Yeah, when I talk about it. Uh,
2: Speaking of the makeup, the uh, Bobby Yaga, uh, her makeup is disgusting, and I loved it um, mm. in those scenes. So that's why it's so, you know, I, I could see parts of it that I enjoyed, but overall, it was just garbage. Meow. Yeah, I skipped that one.
0: <laughs> um, my number eight pick is another film that had a really interesting concept. But they just didn't do anything with it. Uh, stars, Keanu Reeves. It's that low on your list. It's that low on my list because the rest are just dumpster fires. Oh, I can't on. The John Wick Chapter 3 wasn't that bad. That. <laughs> but um, Replicas. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch um, it. I watched it the other day. I think Replicas has such oh, an interesting concept. It does. Like, it talks about consciousness and all of these different things. And the execution is just so poor. The visual effects are terrible. They're
1: so bad, Brett. Are they? Well, let's see if you can pull up a picture of that robot yeah
0: I'll, I'll i'll try to find one but the robot
1: um, in replicas is embarrassing
0: yeah it's it's really really bad um who who else is is in that movie alice i can't remember eve is yeah, his alice wife. eve
1: hilariously just deadpan boy that's a that's quite an age gap oh look at this thing oh entertainment oh. studios motion pictures Yikes. you know you're in you're in for ah. a bad time Man.
0: Yeah, but I mean, spoilers. But this guy, um, Keanu Reeves, he gets into uh, a car accident that kills his two kids and his wife, and they are developing this technology where they can take the consciousness of a dying soldier, a dead soldier, and put it into a robot. Um, So when that fails, and you know, he tries it again with his family. Well,
1: he what he's trying to do is combine it with Thomas Middleditch's Department of Cloning. That's the idea. Yeah. One department is working on cloning the body. One department is working on putting the mind into a robot. And Keanu Reeves is like, all right, two plus two equals time to get my family back.
0: And it just, it's just, it's just so bad. It starts to go off the rails towards the second act and towards the end. And it's just, it's completely unsatisfying in every way.
1: It does. That's it starts with sci-fi mumbo-jumbo, to Lots of sci-fi mumbo-jumbo, oh. like, magic. You know, they, they treat the sci-fi like magic more than anything.
2: Because you're playing the trailer right now, and it really doesn't look that bad. Yeah, like well, what
1: have we learned about trailers? Oh, that's <laughs> true. But it's, oh, yikes. No, the robot is unreal. Oh, that they, did they're, look not, bad. they're not showing the robot, because it, it's looks awful. Alice Eve is also really atrocious. We'll get there. I'll talk more when...
0: Yeah, but um, another part a, of a it is, um, towards towards the end, um, he ends up having to put his, um, copy his consciousness into um, one of the robot oh, prototypes. It's like, Chaps. it's like Chappie. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he puts his consciousness into the robot, and now that robot thinks that the family is his family, and then it starts to get... That's what I'm saying. The, the concept is cool, but yeah. it just goes off the rails. But, I mean, you guys just need to see replicas and form your own opinion. I don't want to give any more away about okay. it.
1: Nah, I don't think you should see it.
0: <laughs> um, Aaron, give me your number seven.
1: Alrighty, boys. This is where we start to get really bad. This and my list is where it starts to be like, oh my gosh, I was just like, please... Stop. <laughs> Let it be over. It's,
2: it's dead already. Us
1: banana splits, extremely wicked. Those were all disappointing, or they didn't work for me and worked for others. Uh, but from seven? Yes. Onward, man. We're just in bad, we're in bad <laughs> company. I'm going to start with The Curse of La Llorona. Oh, God. A movie La Llorona, James has it up on the screen right now. She's screaming at us this entire podcast. Because you know what? Fuck that lady. Uh, the Curse of La Llorona, it's like, okay, you've got a director. And he's like, I want to be James Wan when I grow up. It's like, sorry, buddy, you're five years old. He's like, no, I'm going to direct a movie anyway. It's like a five-year-old emulating James Wan. Um, it's just, everything is flat. It's like, it's like the first Annabelle where everything is flat every jump scare doesn't work Mm -hmm. nothing works everything is bad I I, I don't even know where to start with this because I kept zoning out. I couldn't even, I couldn't, I couldn't keep my attention. And also you have this very unique Latin American myth about this rural village in Mexico and this lady who comes to take your children. They're like, all right, great. Let's make it take place in LA without Latino actors. Exactly. I'm like, what the fuck, man? And this isn't even like a diversity rant. It's like you, you have taken the the interesting parts of this legend and homogenized it to squeeze it into the conjuring universe. And And it's directed by a Hispanic man. Yeah, which is the weirdest part. No, I know, and the, it's it's just it was a total waste of the legend. They turn it into horror cliches, you know. Oh yeah, they they get an expert on La Llorona to come oh. in instead of a priest, and he shows them the legends, and it, it just plays out like a regular ass ghost movie. It's probably the worst in the Conjuring universe, I would say. Really? For,
0: Hands down, no, the nun is the worst. The Nun is ten times worse. No, see, with
1: The Nun, I sat there, I'm like, at least The Nun had some cool visuals, A. And B, The Nun had a unique setting. And C, The Nun had some cool concepts, like the bells and the graves. That's fair, I guess. But this one, everything just went in one ear and out the other. Um... The only reason it's not higher is because I always love the cutting and the camera work on these conjuring movies. Universal always puts the money and the resources there and the DPs and the crew. You know, the crew work is, is fine. It is and the actors are fine, honestly. It's 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 a rare example of a movie that I loathed where the actors truly were fine. Yeah. Um It was honestly through and through and through with the directing. The directing was so mediocre and wannabe James Wan.
0: Isn't this little girl in um the turning? Isn't she the the little girl from the turning? I don't, that? So I don't, I don't think oh, so.
2: I think no, I think she's too young. That's not her. No?
1: I know for a fact that's not her. Okay, cool. Well, you yeah. do know your little girls.
0: Yeah. Jesus
1: <laughs> That's not true for the record. That is a total joke. Brad's not a pedophile. <laughs> well, thank you for clearing that up, Aaron. Uh uh, but, yeah, no. I honestly. You know what's funny about bad movies is like, I'm like, come on, Aaron, be entertaining, be funny. But I'm like, I just get so mad because I'm like, this movie assaulted me and I want justice.
2: Well, just that when we, you know, we try to make, you know, obviously not on the same level, similar movies like this. Yeah. And I think that's he why gets a
1: budget it. like that and completely wastes and it. And then James Wan sees it and goes, yes, you direct the Third Conjuring movie. I'm like, what the fuck? No. This is not a good movie. It's not. And it's not like a, you know, where it wasn't all his fault. This seemed like it was all his fault. Yeah, no. 100%. It was was entirely uh, directing incompetence. And I would say writing incompetence as well. Stuff like
0: this pisses me off. I hate to see these types of movies get the budgets that they get. Yeah. Because I'm not just saying this because you guys are in the room. I genuinely really like Curse of the Nun. It's like you guys could have done... So much with more money. Really you could have kind of, gotten this yeah. money and make a, a, whatever you wanted to do that you maybe you thought you couldn't do something because of budgetary constraints. You could have done that. Movies like this, and I'm always going to bring it up, the Bye Bye Man, Wish Upon. Mm-hmm. These yeah. movies exist. It's fucking bullshit.
1: Well, and it's like nepotism, or they have a friend, or in the case of Michael Chavez, he gets nom- or nominated, notice because of some short film, or some, you know, and then James Wants scoops them up and sends them to the top. You just have the right connection, and then they end up... The good thing, though, is that these people rarely end up making another movie, and if they do, they're usually bad, or, you know, a lot of people make one good movie and never make another good one, because they don't have to put in the hours... I I thought so, we were past that stage of taking this small director and throwing them into something
2: they're not ready for.
1: Well, I mean, we're past throwing them into huge budget movies, but yeah. Lie Your Own is not a big budget movie.
2: In the realm of horror, it is. I would say, like, it's, that's true. It yeah. is a big
1: horror title.
2: Yeah, I and mean, because then you you got like the you know Phil Lord and Chris Miller that got thrown into Star Wars and they clearly did not have yeah the right. But on the agree- other hand, agreement. Agreement. but on the other hand, Ted yeah.
1: Alvarez does one short film, it gets the Evil Dead remake, and nails it. True, but he is quite a bit older
2: than... I think he's he has quite a bit more experience. It didn't seem like it. I think he did. I, I want to say he did. I don't know. I'm not for sure. But
1: that I mean, man that man's is fantastic. He's great. Yeah. But experience is experience. Yeah. Um. And these guys don't have it. And that's why the Curse of La Llorona is my number four.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, oh my god! I was like, there's no way we're that far. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um.
2: um so number my number seven. Um. It's probably higher in your guys. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of surprised I haven't heard him yet. Um. But it's it is a uh. Well, technically, a triple performance from Will Smith. Oh, Jesus.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> from well, that, that's from, coming from
2: the once great director, <laughs> Ang Lee, Gemini Man. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, remember we? This was we went to go see this one in the high frame we rate. We did. We um, were lucky
1: enough to see it in HFR 3D. Yeah. yeah, and it was. What? Why
0: is. Why is that playing? I have no idea what this We're is. We're watching
2: a Gemini Man official trailer, too, but it's like, what is that? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air era I
1: Will think Smith? It, I think it's CGI uh, current Will Smith playing young Will Smith. That's terrifying. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
2: but this, I have, I really don't understand how Ang Lee read this garbage and he script. Like, yes. Yes. And, and and went the Adam Sandler uncut gems yes yes <laughs> uh, how we did that and and just thought it was worth can you look up the budget real quick yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was like 150 to 200
1: this is such a goofy ass movie it's
2: so weird because the, the dialogue between Will Smith and Elizabeth Winstead is so off and it doesn't one hundred thirty eight million. Holy nice. crap! And it only Without made a, marketing, and it only made one seventy
1: three. Oh, Jesus, that's horrible. Internationally, one seventy three. You got to so, double your budget to break even. That's yeah, hilarious. That's
2: hilarious. Um, the action sequence. The weird thing is, the action sequences look worse because of the high frame rate. They do. Yeah, the dialogue sequences look, look pretty better.
1: Immersive, yeah,
2: yeah, and. The movie looked fine and I could tell with the I don't giant think did. with the giant rig they were using they had no way of doing that many interesting shots a lot of them were just medium shots Well maybe mm-hmm. they
1: shouldn't have used that giant rig Yeah
2: maybe they should they definitely shouldn't have it was a waste of time and money um I I just don't understand his his insistence on using this technology that no one likes watching because either it's nauseating or it makes it look like a cheap tv drama and it did it really did and not only that but that some the, the writing is awful he's allergic to bee stings and is has a fear of drowning which i wonder why he keeps saying that 20 times in the beginning I, yep. maybe it'll come up later like a dumb-ass it screenwriter. Comes up
1: in the dumbest fucking
2: way it doesn't even matter and I'm you kidding. know you know who it's uh, written by one of them is a uh, uh, db weiss Or no, no, I'm sorry. No, not him. David Benioff from Game of Thrones infamy at this point. That man is a hack. I will just say that right now. (laughs) Hearing all of the stories about the last season of Game of Thrones and what they did to it, like, he he needs to leave the industry. He's a hack. I hate him.
1: We... we, I... I'm gonna save all my thoughts for you. I. You should. Fucking, no,
2: no, no. You you have a list of quotes. I got a big old. And they're hilarious. This movie got
1: my cat boner all the way up. Stop man. it. <laughs> Ew. Jesus. I have a separate boner for bad movies, and it is a kitty boner.
2: No, and I remember we were we were one of the few people in the theater watching this. There was a few others. Um,
0: <laughs> there was like six of us. Yeah.
1: And we
2: were just sitting there with
1: CGI. Will Smith is in college.
2: Oh, and he's in, no, and he's in. <laughs> The, the only time he's in like daylight it and it looks so, so, bad. so bad. Oh, I can't wait to tell you. I feel you guys bad because you can tell Will Smith it. did give it his all. Dude,
0: you know what? His yes. all? Maybe not. I, I He was trying, but was I don't trying. know if he was giving his yeah. all. Of. Nah, you know what? You could say a lot. You I mean, could to say be fair, a lot of
1: shit about Will Smith, but you can't say that he did not try his best. Because, like, in Suicide Squad, in this, I'm sitting there watching him. I'm like, man, that sucks for him. Aladdin, I'm like, this guy's trying. You yeah. know he's yep. not phoning it in, no, not at all, and you know to, and some I, of the some of the visual effects were really impressive, yeah
2: of course um, they were, b- but at times I'm like it, it you're focusing way too much on it, man, you're not telling a good story um is is this cilantro quote in yours okay i don't want I don't wanna spoil it then, um yeah, that's my number seven i uh, I just I'm gonna buy it because it's so bad it's funny. Um, and I want to. Yeah, I like the like high frame rate stuff. I just like to own that oh, weird, you know, uh, filmmaking style that's not gonna last. This, this
1: movie's a special one.
2: Yeah, y'all. it's it's definitely special. But that was my number seven. So
0: James, what's yours? My number seven is Escape Room. Um, this is another film that has a cool fight. concept. Fight, fight. I didn't like it. Oh, I, I thought you didn't, did. did. No, I didn't hate it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. This film is another one that has a really great concept that completely Whoa. just botches it. Um, I think this is... I think it has... Again, the the concept is really cool. I like escape rooms. Um, I like puzzles. I like all that kind of stuff. And you want to take that and put it into a horror movie. That sounds fucking sick. That sounds really cool. But I feel like the characters... what we're
1: working on right now. Yeah.
0: The characters are uninteresting. Um, they have these... In quote unquote interesting backstories but I feel like the film takes way too long to give us those backstories and then they want to make it like like it's such a huge part of the plot because they seem like they were randomly chosen but they were actually chosen to and each room is specific to someone or some shit like that but this film did not work for me on any level when it ends it actually has the balls to set up for a sequel and it's like you're not fucking getting it yes you are I, I see that. It has a budget of $9 million and it made a million. Okay. It's hey. getting one. God. They've I, already announced it. I, I don't want to see it. I really don't.
2: Oh, no, I don't care about it either, but... I didn't hate it nearly as much It's a shame, he it. because
1: I think the director, Adam Robitel, has some potential. I mean, he could just be taking these gigs because they're gigs, and when you're starting <laughs> out and you're directing... You and need you gotta, to take what yeah, you can put get. put in your hours, get your experience, take what you can get. So maybe one day, he'll really hit the heights that I think he can, but it's... it's yeah, because uh, what he else did, Insidious, the last key. Yeah, which I, wasn't, didn't, I didn't care for. That wasn't but good. But some people really liked it, I guess. My
0: some. only positive is that the sets, I think the sets are amazing. Yeah, those are They're really, really, really good sets. That's cool. But not besides he, that, I, I hated all of the characters except the 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 girl that makes it to the end. The acting was
2: pretty uh, pretty decent.
0: I was I was pretty surprised. I by just that. didn't care about
2: anyone. You know, I, like I get that. Yeah, um, yeah. I just didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't like it, but huh. I didn't dislike it as much as you did. I guess. But yeah, I can see what you're coming from there. Yeah. yeah,
0: but I mean, I'm not gonna say anything else about this film. If you guys haven't seen it, go see it Form your own opinion. It just really, really didn't work for me. So, Aaron, I'm gonna pass it back to you. Number one. Number six? No, number one.
1: <laughs> we're already there. All right. My number, so we're on five? Smart <laughs> to God. That was real. Six. <laughs> okay, ten, nine, eight, seven, Dude, six. Dude, all you need okay. to do is look at what got you it, haven't it, said got it, got it, yet.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> my number six is cats. Really? No, it's much higher. (laughs) (laughs) It's so much higher. Stop getting me with that. (laughs) Cats is much higher on the list. Um, No, my number six is Overcomer. It's a Christian movie. Mine's higher. Really? Yeah. So, Overcomer. I have a beef with Christian movies, so. Yeah, I know you do. And and the (laughs) thing about Overcomer, Brad and I watched it. Overcomer, I always hesitate to put Christian movies on the list. Brad and I have a fascination with well Brad is a vendenda, I have a fascination. <laughs> and I they're fascinating movies because they're like propaganda. But what I love so much about this one was that Jesus was a footnote. <laughs> they're going along, they're telling this movie about cross country and they're like, Oh fuck, this is a Christian movie. So every now and again the character would be like, But Jesus is with you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But it... So... Jesus is such a footnote. It is, honest to God, the worst plot ever. And normally, Christian movies make up for their very, very bad plots with propaganda and affirmation of the yeah. audience's beliefs. But this one forgets all the time that it's a Christian movie. It's like, man, the basketball program is being cut. All the kids are leaving the basketball program for some reason, and now I got a cro- I got a coach cross-country. Christian movies love cross-country. I don't fucking know why. I think it's because <laughs> it's cheap to film. But I could name three Christian cross-country movies for you right fucking now and this is one of them man and so it's with it stars the director and I thought the director would be like this self important preachy sort of like Christian movie kind of guy but he's not he's this really sort of meek dad bod nervous he's kind of dopey. guy he's very dopey and that all, <laughs> just makes it bad normally it's like that pastor sort of firmness you know what I mean that pastor firmness from these actors that get the Christian audiences rallied behind them but this guy just kind of We're watching the trailer. It just he just stumbles through this movie pitching about not having a basketball program. And he's
2: bitching about it to a blind man in a hospital.
1: hospital. Okay, <laughs> who and has diabetes? Who has diabetes, <laughs> and he goes. He and he, but he. So he, the basketball program doesn't work out. So he starts coaching the cross country team. He runs tryouts. One girl shows up, and he's like, "I can't have one person on my cross country team." And they're and like, "Technically, like, you can." It's like technically you can, you because it's just a race, and if your person, wins the race, then you can win it. I'm looking at his fucking face right now, man. He's such a bad actor director, and his haircut keeps changing. His haircut keeps changing through the movie, and it's so dry. And you are praying for it to be over. It is miserable. For as funny as it is, it's way funnier in hindsight. Because while I'm watching it, it's two hours. We kept checking the progress. We're like, "Is it? A, no, oh my god, we have a fucking hour left!" And then three hours later, we'd be like, "Let's check the time. Oh my gosh, it's been twenty minutes." Jesus.
2: It was. I think it was one of those movies where it really. I have no idea where the where time went when this movie was happening because it was not accurate to my brain. Well, yeah, you ever
1: see Interstellar where they talk about like how time bends on planet Earth versus like <laughs> that's like it was like five years watching Overcomers, two hours in the real world. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> they put the brick. <laughs> There's this scene where he gets angry. He's putting away bricks. <laughs> And he just he smashes he's a, one. He's upset. He's upset about. He's upset about the cross country team. And <laughs> he's upset that he has to coach. He's upset that he has to coach cross country, and so he's outside.
2: No, and his wife gets randomly well, angry with we, him. We get there, so he's okay.
1: put, He's putting bricks away. He's just putting them in a wheelbarrow, For some and his, reason. his wife. <laughs> His wife comes out, and she's like... Why are you fucking putting away these bricks? And he's like, it needed to be done. And then they fight for no reason about putting away these bricks. And then he's like, I'm sorry, baby. I'm just really fucking pissed off about having to coach cross country. And then they he's do.
2: paraphrasing. The,
1: and then they do the ultimate Christian movie cliche where they fight and then they're like, our marriage is more important than this. But what's so funny is they don't even mention God in the scene. Like, normally that's no. where you would mention God, but this movie forgets. And so then they do the Christian movie cliche where they don't kiss. Instead, they touch foreheads. Oh my
2: god. Um, I'm surprised the director didn't hire his wife so he could,
1: you know, yeah, kiss because instead he has does. this heavily plastic-surgeried-up woman. <laughs> And she's so bad. Hot. Uh, she's really bad. They touch foreheads, but when he when she leaves, he's pissed off, and he throws a brick on the ground, and it breaks. Yeah. And they put that in the trailer, and that's why I was laughing. But no, Jesus is a footnote in this movie. And then the guy he's talking to in the hospital, for absolutely no reason, turns out to be the father of the girl who's on his cross-country team. And, and so we're just watching the story, and I'm like, what about Jesus? <laughs> and so then there's a real-life pastor, a real-life, like, mega-pastor who comes in. And the black lady she's a really oh she's a motivational motivational speaker, speaker. yeah she's well, not she comes technically in, a pastor she comes in and is like you know Christ is really important and the girl's like I Christ is amazing okay back to the cross country so normally I wouldn't put a Christian movie on this on a, on this list because yes I don't like that they're propaganda they're self righteous but it'd be like it feels like putting a corporate video or something on your worst list which is why mm-hmm. I didn't even bother with um, unplanned the abortion movie but this one is a fucking special kind of bad where it forgets that it's a Christian movie <laughs> and ends up being a really fucking bad Lifetime movie. And it's way funnier in hindsight, because I hated well, watching it. Well,
2: it's only funny watching it with like-minded people, because yes. you can just rip it apart.
1: And oh, it's hilarious. I forgot my favorite line. He's talking to the blind man, and, and out of nowhere, he says this. I'm sorry. i don't going to dump on you.
2: <laughs> he said, I'm sorry, I don't mean to dump on you, after he's complaining about his cross-country team. And... Just... I don't know how anyone on the set didn't go Hey, hey Alex. That's kind of funny. Don't say
1: that. But the way he says, says it bad. too. I'm sorry. I'm gonna dump on you. I'm so sorry. I don't know. And I feel like Brad if he's... and I kept cheering too. He would try and cry during scenes, so he does that actor thing where you don't blink, so your eyes will water up, and eventually a tear will roll down. So we go. His, the actor's name is Alex on the door. We go, Alex, Alex, <laughs> Alex. A tear never rolled down his cheek. He couldn't get there. No, it was. You could tell it was like
2: kind of. Like, yeah. His eyes were a his little eyes wetter were watering, than usual. They were
1: burning, but no tears. <laughs>
2: I don't think anyone cried.
1: There were lots of fake tears. Oh, no, no. The girl had fake tears. The only guy that legitimately could cry was, was the
2: blind, the blind man. man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because anyway. he couldn't see what kind of awful movie he was in. He was really giving
1: it his all. Oh, I know. The blind man, too. He, They, they didn't do any, like, thing to his eyes. He just kept looking around, like.
2: He <laughs> just kept wavily, just aimlessly
1: looking. And then people would he, people would walk in. He goes, hey, oh, you're two people. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like. Is anyone there? <laughs> and someone goes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay.
2: Anyway, I'm sorry. So, so wait, that I'm was your done. number
1: six. That was my
2: number cool. six.
0: Yeah. What's yours, Brad?
2: <laughs> the worst superhero movie of the year, Captain Marvel. I didn't oh, see it. Jesus. All I, right. James and Brad let's hear it. fight. Uh, this movie is fundamentally broken. I'm
1: going to sit back. The I'm going to sit back and listen. Listen to my chair.
2: Okay. Oh, <sighs> he's he's far back,
1: guys. I am reclined.
2: <laughs> Go for it. This movie has one of the worst central performances in a superhero movie I've ever seen. One of the worst. And I've seen Spawn. Is that like was a pretty bad. attack or something?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, The first act is complete nonsense. It makes absolutely zero sense. And it's all over the place. Um, and uh, it goes nowhere. And I hated everything about it. That's really what it comes down to is every aspect of this movie I hated. It's from two directors who have only done small dramas. And you can tell.
1: It sounds like you want to snap your fingers right now. Just like...
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Brie Larson, you better get down from that high horse because you aren't as good as you think you are. That's what I'm saying. I liked her. I
0: liked her. So, what's it like being wrong? <laughs> I think the first act is. I feel like the first act is generic. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of a, a really generic, safe origin movie. But I didn't. I didn't hate it. God, it's just every. They tried to make her
2: like a Tony Stark, where she's very sarcastic, but. Strong and I'm, the sarcasm just came off as I'm not taking any of this seriously and I'm a bitch. What's up? Oh man, that's really what it came off as. And I was just sitting there fuming. I was texting Aaron during the movie when I was in there, and I was so angry the whole time because I'm like, I
1: can't. I don't understand how he dis- did. He was fuming and he was like,
0: "I'm sorry, I'm going
2: to on you." <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never apologize though. No. Um. And I... Oh, where was I? Um, that distracted me so much. <laughs> um, I don't see how Disney thought... I don't know that this was acceptable because it just was such a mess. Um, and it... Clearly, people didn't think the same thing because it got good reviews, mainly
1: because, you know, Disney, but whatever. Did you hear where Brie Larson was taken to the hospital this morning? No, she For wasn't. For those burns. Okay.
2: <laughs> I called you ahead of that one. That was, that was pretty good. Um... Okay, yeah, but that's really what I have to say about that movie. I just—I think it's the worst MCU movie they've ever made. Jesus.
0: Iron Man 3 exists. You think it's worse than Iron Man 3? At least Iron Man 3 has balls to to
2: do what it
1: wants to do. You're just saying that because it's directed by a man. Shane Black, dude. I mean, yeah, he's he's pretty cool. Are you saying the women directors of Captain Marvel don't have balls? No, I'm
2: saying, no, not even the man has has balls. There's a man director? Yeah, it's Uh a man and a woman. Um... And they're both bad. So Yeah. So you do hate women. I hate these women. You your time is up, you <laughs> rapey fucking
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> It's such a stupid line. Yeah. So uh yeah, I hated that movie. Uh what's up, James? Um, my number six pick is Gemini Man. Okay. We're pretty close then. Yeah. Um another film Is it my number six? Another oh, wait, I film, did my number six. <laughs> another film that has a really really good concept that's just fucking botched. Mm-hmm. Um, you have this um, brilliant assassin the, the best that there is right he has like 73 confirmed kills or some shit like that and then we need to kill him because he is a loose end that we need to get rid of So how do we kill the greatest assassin that ever lived? You fucking clone him. It makes perfect sense to have his clone go after him and for him to lose to his clone because, yes, they were trained by the same person, but the older version, the original, has had more experience than the younger one. It makes sense. I think the dialogue is garbage. Um, I think Ang Lee thinks that the audience is stupid because he repeats lines over and over and over trying to get it to stick into your head even though the trailer tells you what the fucking premise is and I wrote this down so after we see the clone for the first time Mary Elizabeth Winstead says that he is you he's the same person he's your clone he is you for fuck's sake we get it that sounds like a bad rap we get it and then the next scene is is um Clive Owen and younger Will Smith having the conversation and he's like you made a person from another person. We <laughs> get it. He's a fucking clone. We get it. And then We get that from the
2: poster. <laughs>
0: thank you. Like, it's it's ridiculous. There's so many lines of dialogue talking about this fucking clone. We get it. The high frame rate stuff does not work. Mm-mm. It it's 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 such a gimmick and it just doesn't work. I need it to go away forever. Um... I just, they, they have an excuse just to get Mary Elizabeth Winstead into her underwear because there's so many movies where someone checks you for wires and weapons and shit. They don't have to, they don't have to fucking get naked. This was just an excuse to show her body and it fucking pissed me off. But you know what's
1: off. funny is they don't show her body.
2: Yeah, they like do like a god. Like they did
1: a shoulders up yeah, thing. Yeah, but
0: still, that's, what that's was the, the point? No, that's what I'm saying.
1: The script was like, we're going to show her body. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead was like, no. So at the end you get this stupid fucking. Scene. The weird
2: thing is, though, is that she's not against that. Like, in Fargo, she, she did, like, a nude scene. So, I'm like, what? I, I guess Ang Lee was just
0: like, no, 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 no. I don't
1: just, know, man. I don't get it. Yeah. it was, no, it was yeah,
0: yeah. And <laughs> so Clive so Clive Owen, who I think is such a great actor, yes. plays such a generic, oh, boring nothing, fucking villain. He has nothing to do. Nothing. Yeah. The script just doesn't give him anything to do. But you guys already, have... Aaron, you already said everything about Gemini Man. So oh, I'm gonna even move on. Yeah, fucking started. You
1: know, we need to get to the, his the well, quotes that Aaron Lucky wrote for down. you, my number ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five. <laughs> my number five. Is Jemini Man. <laughs> All right. Audience, listen to me carefully. I want you to close your eyes. Whatever you're doing, if you're driving, don't give a fuck. Close your eyes. <laughs> I want you to go back to the 90s, Right. Go back to 1995, maybe, and think about a movie that a studio might be developing. In fact, there was a studio. This is true. They were developing a movie about a guy who who's, uh, who is who's cloned. Uh, he's an assassin. He's cloned. And they're going after, oh, this is a great idea. Disney gets on it. Disney says, this is a great idea. We're going to hire Tony Scott to direct it, and we're going to call it Gemini Man. And then Tony Scott starts working on it. He's like, guys, I got some bad news we can't de-age our actor. The technology isn't there. Disney goes, we have to get this made. We have to. And Tony Scott's like, I'm sorry. And the script is sadly put away in a drawer. I want you to fast forward, you guys. 25 fucking years. And someone looks in the drawer and goes, we we gotta fucking make this movie. (laughs) We gotta fucking get this done now. And one of the greatest directors of the past 30 years goes, I will do it, and I'll do it with the worst technology ever, this high-frame-rate bullshit. And they did it. And that's the, the true story. This is a movie from the 90s. It was going to be directed by Tony Scott. Disney mm-hmm. was going to put it out. And the script was just constantly tweaked and tweaked and tweaked, which is exactly why it's this antiquated, hackneyed, piece together thing. But... In the end, you know, we get some pretty great lines, and I'd like to read them off to you. Because when we were in the theater seeing it, I wrote them down for you. (sighs) Because this movie has some really bad dialogue. Okay. She says, I'm scared. He says, scared is good. It means you're alert. (laughs) I've never had anyone try to kill me before. Yeah, well, the good thing is they didn't. (laughs) They ask Will Smith, what are you scared of besides bees? <laughs> he says, drowning. <laughs> and you're just in the middle of the movie when this... So, Okay, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she's in her bedroom, she's sleeping, she hears someone in her room, she wakes up, she points a gun, it's Will Smith, and Will Smith says, it ain't gun time, it's coffee time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
1: bad. So... Then, Will Smith is down by the sea at this dock or whatever, and a villain sneaks up on him, and the villain is trying to kill him, but instead, the villain just couldn't help himself. He goes, feeling the call of the sea? Jesus. <laughs> the Will Smith's character's name is Henry, and the government officials are talking about killing Henry. One of them says, we kill Henry, we give him a 21-gun salute, a nice funeral, everyone will cry, life will move on. The other one says... Well, not for Henry. <laughs> you were in the bathroom when they said that. I had to tell you. Did you really? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I don't know where this is, but apparently someone said, probably because science is so wicked boring.
0: That's oh a line God, in the who movie. Who
1: yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Will Smith says, we're going to put you on a plane to Hungary. Someone says, w- what are we going to find? Hungarians. <laughs> <laughs> So Mary Elizabeth Winstead is um, attacked by Will Smith's ghost, and she's frightened, and uh, she says, I feel like I saw a ghost. And Will Smith says, a ghost with a gun. (laughs) (laughs) So then they're telling Will Smith, young Will Smith, you're a clone. I know you better than you know yourself. And Will Smith, for some reason, is denying it, despite seeing old Will Smith right in front of him. Um, And he's like, I know everything about you including that you're a virgin apparently (laughs) will smith is still a virgin both will smiths are still virgins they make that a plot point i guess it makes sense but the fact that they thought to bring it up because that's the kind of thing you think about when you're making a movie you know what i mean like or when you're watching what some of these movies and you're like huh i bet you that character's probably a fucking virgin (laughs) (laughs) but this movie's like you know what we're gonna do it um but uh He's going, I know you. I know you're allergic to bees. I know you hate cilantro. And young Will Smith, he goes, everybody hates cilantro. (laughs) He does. (laughs) He goes, no. Just some people. Like you and me. (laughs) The dialogue. And I got two more, and they were great. (laughs) Will Smith, while talking to the clone, goes, look at me, dummy! (laughs) (laughs) And my favorite... You can't do that. He's allergic. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, I would just encourage you. Gemini Man is a special movie. Uh, it, it, it really is. They they spend like 40 times saying Will Smith is allergic to bee venom. He's allergic to bee venom. He's allergic to bee venom. And he hates drowning. He, well, he's allergic to bee venom. And then they shoot Will Smith with bee venom to make sure that he's like the real Will Smith or something. And then... He's like, oh my gosh, I'm allergic to bees. They go, it's okay, I have an EpiPen. And they give it to him, and then that's that. They never bring it up again. They never bring it up again. There's so many stupid things in this movie. And then CGI Will Smith at the end, in daylight, in college, young CGI Will Smith, looks so bad. Yeah, that was was It's just... I'm sorry, I took a hot second, or ten, to tell you guys about Gemini Man, but... Oh, no, we need it. It's that. worth
2: watching, though, because it's, it's so funny.
1: It's so fucking bad shit, yeah. man. And you know what's funny is I'm looking at the, these behind the scenes right now that um, uh, James is playing, and, and it's just God, so they, sad. they
2: spent so much they money They spent so much money this. and
1: time. They're like, Gemini Man. Gemini Man. <laughs> Gemini Man. Oof, man. I give this zero meows out of five.
0: I just... Will's agent, like his decisions on movies, I just don't get it well, anymore. You know,
1: I do get this one. Ang Lee comes to you and says, "I want to do something very technically well, you impressive. Play a I want to do dual role, dual yeah. role, young version of yourself. The script's been around for a long time; it's highly desired. And I'm Ang Lee, Oscar double Oscar winning director. Don't watch Billy Lynn, but I'm a, I'm a good director. <laughs> so it's it's yeah, man. Honestly. If I had to say whose fault it was, it's the script's fault for existing for so long,
2: and it's Ang Lee's fault for yes, for wasting course.
1: so much money on that technology and time, of course. Yeah, and time. But, um, uh,
2: cool. So we're on to number five. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of wasted technology, uh, the Lion King. Oh boy, oh I can't boy. wait to talk about the yeah, Lion King. This. I was forced. Well, not forced. I was peer pressured by one of my uh coworkers, Sam Culbertson. Um, yeah. you, I'm sure you, yeah, you know him. Yeah. Um, and he saw it, and he's like, Brad, no one else has seen it at work, and I need someone to bitch about it with. Will you please go see it? And I go, I don't want to, but I will. Before you. you finish your
1: story, I yes. need something very important out of the way. Do it for your review. For mine? Yeah. I might want to use it during yours. Okay, Fine. <laughs> No, you can do yours. I'll save it. I'll- okay.
2: Okay. It's it's funny, though. Um, and uh, so I got my ticket one night, but I had such a bad day at work that I was so angry. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do it. <laughs> and I had to save it for another day. And then I I I went to go see it just on a random, I think it was like on a Monday. And it was just like, fine, get it over with. It might look pretty. So I went to Dolby Cinema. I sat down. The theater was full. I had families next to me, and I was like, okay, let's do this. And then the first ten minutes went by, and I was like, "Oh God, no! This is awful. It's the it's an exact copy of the first one, except worse. It look it doesn't even look better because artistically it does not look better. Technology wise, it's you can't deny it looks better. Oh yeah, because it looks like real life, but artistically that's gone out the window. It's it completely takes you out of it. And when you first start seeing the animals talking, oh no, no." Th- you just can tell... It's, it's, something's off. It's not right. And the voice acting is really bad. You could tell they didn't have good direction of what exactly was going on. Yeah. Um, almost none of the voice actors are good in this. Donald Glover They're gives... all a, bad. Yeah. All of them. And I was talking with Aaron yesterday, yeah. and when we came up with a good point is that in the original, they had act voice actors play the characters, and then they had singers take over for the songs i didn't know that that's how well they mixed it because i'm like i couldn't tell those different people in this one they hired singers that could maybe act except for seth rogan who cannot sing <laughs> um that was really it mm. um and i don't even blame him for that they should have gotten a voice double but yeah whatever um, well with
1: hakuna matata that was really ernie use the guy puma's name and nathan lane but everybody um, else was a singing double
2: oh okay you, oh I didn't know that yeah oh, I know Nathan Lane did sing yeah cause he's a well obviously
1: Pumbaa is Pumbaa he's yeah yeah. but everybody else so
2: and I, I understood why Seth Rogen would sing it but again no it was bad it was bad Um, and I read a letterboxd review that I thought was hilarious just give them eyebrows that would help <laughs> so yes! much because you could actually see what they're emoting cause Mufasa's death it's kind of funny like the yeah. way, the way that when um, when Scar goes like "Long live the king" or whatever, and he he hits his uh, paw to... It's weird to call a line a paw. It's so, like, cute. <laughs> <laughs> and he hits it, and he falls, but then there's, like, this funny zoom-out yeah. from, from Cub Simba, and it's and the yell is not emotional enough. It's really funny.
1: Dude, it's bad. <laughs>
2: and even the, the stampede sequence isn't even good either. It's not intense. The sound mix is awful. Yeah. Because Sony... Su- not Sony, sorry. Uh, Disney... Wow. 40 and slip there. Whew, no, well, Sony movies... Are like half and half. Um, of being good and bad. Yeah. Um,
0: but, they always look pretty, but
2: <laughs> Yeah, no, but with Disney, their Dolby Atmos mixes are always trash. They're always way too quiet on the base. Really? Disneys yeah. are? Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a common problem. More Coles. You know, um, <laughs> um and it, it none of it worked. And I, I really hate the precedent this movie sets because I do not I c I don't I didn't meet a single person that like truly enjoyed it. But yet we're looking at the box office. On a $260 million budget, it made $1.6 billion. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get 10 That's more of these worth. pieces of crap. And Aaron, then why are we making movies for so cheap? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just, I really hate where, because I, I was talking again with Aaron about this yesterday. I don't know. This is kind of one of the first times we've been kind of in this position with the industry of like a remake like this that is so heartless and so... Successful at the same time because yeah. usually those remakes don't do very well, people and everybody forget about like the them.
1: universal consensus is that they're terrible. Yeah, but that and this seem one to be the consensus. And this, of one, this one with the public.
2: Yeah, I, most people I've talked to have they don't hate it as much as I do, but they they see why it's just kind of pointless, and it is. And again, from Jon Favreau, I don't understand why he made these decisions. He did because they're all bad decisions. Yeah, I don't get that. It. Don't make for a good movie. It's a good tech demo. It. I mean, it's gorgeous, but. It's at a detriment to the movie. So, all in all, it sucks. And it's not worth it. And it's a waste.
0: Yeah. I have so much to say about Lion King oh, me too. when I get to it because it's okay. much higher up on my list. Um, okay. My number five is The Curse of La uh, Um I don't have much to say about this that hasn't already been said, but the biggest problem with this film is that it takes place in the Conjuring universe. It ruins the Conjuring universe, one of my favorite horror franchises yeah.
2: ever. Does it fundamentally change, like. No. It story. It's
0: okay. No, the
1: Conjuring actually is kind of a footnote. There's like a priest. He's like. I didn't believe in scary shit until I saw uh, this is a doll. One yeah, time. he's he's no. the
0: only connection because he's in Annabelle. But okay. it's just this film is just is just super generic. Every single scare that you can possibly think of that you've seen a trillion times, it's it's in this. And again, it's a film that has a good concept. You have um, this this um, demon mother bride thing that comes and takes your children. Like this, that there could be something really interesting about that, and it just doesn't work. Um, I don't feel like the Camera work is interesting. The performances are fine. I think the editing is poor. There's just nothing for me to enjoy about the Curse of Liarona. I felt insulted watching it because it's just so fucking generic. I I feel insulted when I watch generic movies. It's like how many times can Hollywood just spit out the same shit over and over and over again? And people go and pay for it. It pisses me off.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm always amazed too at how a director can be like, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. This this is good.
0: But I mean, are you, are you gonna say no? You know, you get handed this project as a part of the conjuring universe, James Wan no, is No, but to produce what I do easily like, could have been better. I mean it's yeah. very
1: clear that you know, directors like David F. Sandberg and there are conjuring universe movies that are good, so it's it's cl- it's clearly up to the director. The studio clearly wants them to be good. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I just I just don't know. But there's there's nothing else for me to say about that. So Aaron, let's move on to your number four.
1: The Lion King. Yay! Meow! Man, it's crazy that two of my worst movies of the year about CGI cats. It is... (laughs) It really is. Um, I... What do I have to say about this one? I think Brad said it all. Honestly. It's heartless. It's soulless. Um... It's like The Lion King, but worse. And I laughed very hard at that Simba going, no. yeah. But one of the things that I, th- and also right on down to like, we're going to cast James Earl Jones again as Simba, because it's just, Muf- it's so uh, F- 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 Mufasa. 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 Um, there's a point in the movie where I'm sitting there watching it thinking, man, James Earl Jones is really aged. He's, like, in his late 70s, early 80s. You know, he can't really deliver these lines with the same chutzpah that he did in the 90s. Um, and Simba asks him at one point, do we own all of this? And a aged James Earl Jones replies,
0: Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) So, <laughs> I think that might be all I have to say about the movie. It's, uh, Brad, ask me if I didn't like Lion King. Did you hate Lion King?
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, it turns out, Adam at Your Movie Sucks on YouTube also noticed this and has been talking Aaron about it. Aaron
2: sent it to me, and just a few days earlier, I watched a, a thing where Adam's like um collectively like going through yeah. footage and he keeps laughing at that and then aaron a day later sends it to me i'm like yes I'm like did you watch at your movie sucks do that and he goes no what and i was like you both thought it was funny enough to clip it and put it out there and i'm like that's that's so funny yes <laughs> it's horrible and um I'll, I'll, I'll wait to get to James about some of the casting, because I know James has a lot of feelings about The animals one, are one, like, one, like dead-eyed demons. I have so much to say about I Lion also, King, dude. Yeah. I don't
1: mean to be racist, but all lions look the same, and it's hard to figure out <laughs> who is who.
2: Yeah, with like Nala and all the
1: Nala yeah. and all the lady yeah. lions. I was like, I don't know which one's which. It's yes. just so heartless. I sat there praying for it to be over. Timon and Poopa have no soul. You know, I... I I, you know, I thought I would have more to say about it, but honestly, it just makes me sad, and mm-hmm. Brad's fury with it was honestly enough for me, um, so I give this zero yeses <laughs> out of five. Um, <laughs> it is the second worst movie about Cats made this year. Um, cats is actually the third worst. There's a movie that's worse God. Than, than that. I'm so confused. What? Dude, I'm kidding.
2: No, I'm like... No, I thought you were... Uh, okay, whatever. You're,
1: you're being so deceptive. Meow. Okay. So this, our- this made my kitty boner totally flaccid. <laughs> I was not meowing at Stop. all. Please I also- Stop. Please You know what I hated about The Lion King? They didn't hiss enough. They didn't go... <laughs> <laughs> There's another movie where they did that, and I was like, that's a good idea. That's <laughs> cinema. I'll, I'll that's guys, cinema. I'll tell you guys about it on our Best of the Year podcast um, about a movie directed by Tom Hooper. Ooh, you know, it, 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 we'll get there.
2: My number four is one that Aaron did not hate, and I'm really mad that you did. Yep. All right, here we go. It's uh, Six Underground, directed by the wonderful Michael Bay. Um, probably one of the meanest, I would, I would call it the most mean spirited trash fires that i've seen this year um i had to turn it this is the only one i didn't finish because it wasn't in a theater and i don't walk out of movies um but i did have to turn this one off uh, at home because it was
1: invalid then
2: it's, no it's not <laughs> i think watching an hour of a movie is enough mm-hmm.
1: um, no oh okay <laughs> um
2: no but i i, I hated every second well not every second the, the the beginning chase scene I f- did find quite entertaining because it was just so over the top and crazy. Yeah. And I was like, if the whole movie's like this, I'm down. But the then second it's, hour is like, well, that. no. But then it slows down like crazy and it it makes no sense. But it does. No, it doesn't. It's super easy. No, and you're just making it connections where there sense. aren't.
1: I look. I didn't hate Six Underground. Did I like it? No. Did I sit through it without hating myself? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, God. Um, I didn't think it was that bad. It was super easy. I'm like, they're ghosts. They're trying to get Mr. Democracy in. It's got Michael Bay patriotism. Yeah, it There's should have been that shit. simple,
2: and it wasn't. But they it just was. kept showing up in different locations for like no reason. Maybe
1: that's because that's what they do in Michael and Bay movies. Now it's just like, okay,
2: yeah. And somehow, Michael Bay makes Ryan Reynolds not funny
1: Uh, somehow
2: that's an achievement yes
1: I thought he was fine
2: no I mean like there's a few parts where I was like that's natural Ryan Reynolds but I hated him I hated every character in this. They're yeah. all yeah. horrible people. And, and it's it not Michael
1: the, Bay as his most Michael Bay. Which is the worst. I find Artur's interesting, and he's a guy with a voice, a vision, and a style. I found it tolerable. I found it goofy. Uh, more than, I would say, a third of the jokes landed, and two-thirds of them were god-awful. I would say a third, maybe half, I would say half of the action scenes were highly enjoyable. I was able to keep track of it all, and I watched it through to the end. Pretty content.
0: I'm yeah. wow.
2: Oh, yeah. No,
1: no, I absolutely hated it. And I think Aaron
2: should not be allowed on this podcast anymore <laughs> for lack of taste. Um, and the only reason it's not higher, it was my number two before I saw two other movies that that kicked it out. But the first action sequence I, I did have quite a good time with. And I liked, I've never seen Michael Bay so violent before, and I do like that. But yeah. other than that, I hated it. Yeah, because he had people to tell him No.
1: There's something kind of magical about Michael Bay not being told no. No, no, there's, there's not. not. It's just awful. It was, you know, I don't know. It sounds like I liked this movie. I didn't. I just it didn't make my bottom ten. I I sat through it with enough of a smile. I hated myself more during Us, and that's why lists like this are tricky. Is Us worse than Six Underground? No. Is Six Underground worse than Us?
0: Yes. yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but. I was, I, Six Underground didn't, I don't know, I didn't want to go, you know. I hated it. I just, it was written by the guys who did Deadpool, and I can't tell if this was,
2: if this was just one of their scripts (laughs) that was just found at the bottom of a lake, and they're like, oh,
1: this is pretty cool. The pages would be wet, so I'm going to assume that that was not the case.
2: No, no, that would make sense, because they couldn't read it, and they're like, let's just fill it in. Um. (laughs) <laughs> or, the I'm assuming the editing, or Michael Bay just ripped it apart and just made it unintelligible. Yeah. I think that's what happened.
0: Uh, but yeah, that's my that's my number four. I hate movies like that. All right, so this is where the rants begin. Um, oh. Number yeah, it's, four it's, to number have one. Had I <laughs> haven't started yet. <laughs> well, <while we're... laughs> All right, so my number four is Lion James King. At the end of this. Yay, just gonna, Lion James King! James at the end is going to be like... I'm sorry, I'm gonna dump on you. <laughs> I want to thank Alex Kendrick for that sound bite. Yes. Um, I'm gonna read you guys my exact review right, I'm going of to sit the back. Lion
1: okay, here I'm gonna sit back.
0: Aaron's now sitting back. I'm going to take a little sip. Just okay. I'm ready. Spill that tea, boy. My exact review. The Lion King is a boring, lifeless waste of money and talent that deserves to live out the rest of its days in the elephant graveyard it's so poorly portrayed. This is one of the worst films John Favreau has ever directed. Thankfully, the original exists and I never have to watch this fucking dumpster fire ever again. I fucking hate this movie. This movie goes out of its way to make all of the voice actors fucking terrible. Everyone sucks. Keegan, Michael Key, keeps taking me out of the movie. Everything he says is fucking stupid. He's one of the goddamn hyenas. It It was driving me nuts. James saw me confused because I could not remember (laughs) which one he played. (laughs) It it drives me absolutely nuts. It's, It's exactly the same as the original. Just longer and fucking terrible. They ruin all of the songs. Be Prepared is one of my favorite favorite Disney songs ever and it's fucking ruined. Chiwetel Ejiofor is one of my favorite actors. Mm -hmm. He's terrible as Scar. James Earl Jones just sounds like he just went into a booth for an hour. He just randomly said some lines that were on a page and then he fucking left. There's no heart. There's no soul. I love Donald Glover. Donald Glover fucking sucks in this movie. He's so bad. It's so fucking terrible. I'm like, how do you make Donald Glover suck? And then the biggest atrocity of this fucking film, before I get there, they ruin, oh ha- they ruin Hakuna Matata. Yeah. Seth Rogen sounds fucking terrible. He shouldn't sing. All of the songs are fucking ruined. Rafiki sucks. There's no personality to him. It's all terrible. And I will get that the biggest atrocity of this fucking film is Beyonce. I knew it. Stop, <laughs> stop trying to make Beyonce happen in movies. Yes. Beyonce, I know you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> you are a great singer. You You are one of the greatest performers that ever lived, but you are one of the worst actresses I have ever fucking seen in my entire life, and I need you to fucking stop. Someone (laughs) in your camp needs to tell you to stop because you're fucking terrible. (laughs) She ruined this movie for me on levels that I can't comprehend. I fucking hate her every time she's in a movie, and it drives me nuts. She has this line, Are you with me, lions? (laughs) And I'm like, fucking Beyonce, die! (laughs)
2: You clearly have not seen the Pink Panther with Steve Martin. She I have not. Well, I, I, that's one of my guilty pleasures. It's hilarious, but she's in that, and Dude, she's so stiff. Obsessed?
0: No, she was oh, so my bad. God, she's so fucking <laughs> Beyonce. Stop, please.
2: You can t- you can tell they the the first thing that they put out about this movie was the cast list. Nothing else. That was the first press release, and you know that was their focus. It's just like, look how many famous people we got that have no right being here. Yeah,
1: well, it's like, all right, we're just going to ignore them now that they can get us, the audience here. We're going to focus on all the tech.
2: They didn't even need... They yeah, just, they didn't the, need the audience looks like
1: dead-eyed little demons. Yeah, but they didn't need names. I'm sorry. It's it? the
2: Lion King just... People will show up. Yeah, I, the story so they will. Good. You like, know, what's
1: funny is it felt like a foreign dub of a really, movie in English. Yeah. Like it felt like a narration to see these animals talk. Like Zazu, it just oh is so fucking uncanny.
2: Yeah, it's it, it's so weird. It's so bad. It's like this a mystery science. It's me. like a mystery science theater with like a um, planet Earth.
0: It was Do- like
1: this movie was like taking a the, shot of absinthe for the first time. <laughs> It's like, ooh, my insides are burning, and I just... Uh, ooh, uh, and
0: it's like, they make the movie longer and give new new scenes to Beyoncé just because it's fucking Beyoncé. Yeah. I, I just can't. And before I talk about this movie anymore, I just want to move on. Unless you guys have anything else no, to say. No, we,
2: we've said everything. Yes. <laughs> but like, also, this is the worst movie that John Favreau has ever directed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yes. only one that's even close to Iron Man 2, and that's not
1: close. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because he he did a really good job with the Jungle Book. I really liked seeing he you get irritated. Just, oh, God. Dude, that was i I'm, <laughs> I'm not done.
0: I'm not done.
1: Man. See, you know what's funny is the more this list goes along, the more I get giddy. And I'm like, this movie, man. <laughs> um, my number three is Cats. Believe it or not. No, I'm kidding. It's much higher. Um, <laughs> my number three, Meow, um, is Replicas. I'm surprised mm. it was that
0: low on your list. <laughs> I love Keanu so much, and I think he's good in the movie. I think the concept Keanu is good. He not good
1: in the movie. I thought it was good. He's like, what, what? how is my family alive?
2: It's like him in Knock Knock. Like He needs good direction. <laughs> he needs good it direction. It was
0: free pizza! <laughs> <laughs> Replicas.
1: <laughs> Repl- so, so for those of you that don't know, um, I, I direct low-budget movies. I direct very low-budget movies, and there's not always a lot of money in that, so sometimes you have to supplement your income by doing other things. The main thing I do is I edit movie trailers. I edit a lot of movie trailers, and I mainly edit movie trailers for tiny, little, micro-budget movies from first... Or second-time directors um, who are just trying to make their way. Usually they're really bad, flat, have bad VFX, bad dialogue, bad acting, whatever. This movie cost $30 million, and I swear to God. 30 It cost $30 million, and it feels exactly like one of those I movies. I thought it was like... Five. No. Yeah. Oh my god! It costs thirty million dollars. It feels exactly like one of those movies that I would do a trailer for. Alice Eve is completely deadpan throughout the whole movie. She's like, "But I love you, Keanu." And he's like, "But the thing about my family is, you guys died in a car wreck." And Thomas Middleditch is like, "I'm, I'm. I was shooting a commercial, and I thought I'd rock it over here and deliver this sci-fi mumbo jumbo dialogue. You know, the, the dialogue is very like, it's, it, it, it's like magic. It's like I have to get the quantum radiator odor." over to the the, oh. the microchip makers by morning or else it's they'll like, die.
2: It's what Rick and Morty makes fun of because they make up the wackiest names for it does. stuff. It, yeah. felt,
1: it honestly felt like Rick and Morty dialogue in a bad way. And then, too, there would be jokes out of nowhere. It's like, my family, they're dead. It's like, but fuck your wife, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, It'd be like, what? And so I truly couldn't tell what was an intentional joke and what was unintentionally hilarious. And the CGI, I mean... A lot of it is passable, but the robot that Keanu Reeves gets his body put into, it starts out sci-fi mumbo-jumbo and then it quickly devolves into really bad thriller tropes where people are like showing up at the house. It's like, I know what you did. And Keanu's like, how could you know what I did? My family is right here. You know? <laughs> and it's like, I know you put them in the quantum vat under seven hours. Well, I don't know. It was like bad like bad Chernobyl dialogue. Yeah. Like, um, it was just really bad. And I sat there. It was like it was like watching someone set them. It's like watching that monk set himself on fire. I'm like, whoa, man. I can't believe that someone would do that. I can't believe I'm watching this atrocity. It's got to mean something, man. Like, you can't just do that. Uh, it did. It felt like a crime against humanity, you know? Uh, it was really bad. And I was shocked to see its price tag. And normally, like I said, this is a special kind of bad movie by a first-time director for ten, twenty thousand $20,000. No! $30 million, not a first-time director, not a first-time writer, and it went into theaters. And it's very clearly a dude who had a bunch of connections who wanted to pump something out. And it's honestly a sad, bummer, embarrassing little movie that has no reason to exist. And honestly, it, it, it probably made me angrier than any other movie because I'm just like, why the fuck is this exist? Why why can't I get a gig like this, you know, yeah. with $30 million, Crawl! Cost fucking ten million dollars, crawl, and crawl mm. was beautifully done. Yeah, and replicas crawl. was thirty million dollars, and it was not. <laughs> so it was like Lion King too, where it, the implications in the industry just really make me frustrated. Um, so I give this zero meows out of five.
2: More like zero, my family. I
1: (laughs) I give this... If I had to give it a score, I would say that my family died in a car crash. (laughs) And I would say I'd rather have that happen than watch Replicas again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so my number three is a really inspirational film that I felt a lot for. It's called Overcomer. And it's... (laughs) Yeah, you go ahead, Aaron. I'm sorry,
1: I'm going to dump
2: on you. <laughs> I just have to say, Alex Kendrick. I hope you're listening to this because you are a you know god awful <laughs> director, actor, and writer. You and your brother both, who He's own this so... awful company, who makes this propaganda. He's so dopey. He's so dopey. And <laughs> you really expected him to be this arrogant. Asshole. He's not. He's not. That's the funny part because he was in. because he was in War Room and he directed War Room, and that movie was very clearly. Uh, a cash grab for um, the very religious black audience because they they even they dude, they told a story about how they wrote it as white people and then they and then in a dream God told them to make them black people and I'm like uh, no you watched Tyler Perry movie and saw the 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 uh, the return rate that you got on that and you were like oh we can make more money that way.
1: And it worked. It's, these movies are hilariously pandering to the southern African-American religious audience. And so they, they it's, it's that stereotype of the old wise black man. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. It really is. The no, no black we, wizard. we looked it up.
2: We didn't know that was like a real no, term. No, I did.
1: I saw it. And no, I was, you showed it to me. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, this is the old wise black man trope.
2: Yeah. it's um, And they did that in War Room with the lady that was there. Um, They did it with, um, I don't know if they did it in Fireproof. All all I, all I have to tell you about Fireproof is, is that Kurt Cameron has a porn addiction. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's so funny because at one point, he's looking up boats because he wants to buy a boat. That's one of the main plot points. And then it, a pop-up ad comes up because this was made in like, 2005. And it was like, hey, want to see more? And it's this busty girl in a bikini. And he, like, has this, like, this panic attack. So <laughs> about, I actually... Wait, wait, I'm not finished. That he wants to... <laughs> He's like, oh, I want to look at that. I really want to look at that. (laughs) And he wants to click on it. And I'm like, dude, the X button is like right there. Just keep looking at your boat, bud. And uh, no, the next cut is him throwing his computer in the garbage. (laughs) (laughs) And then his wife comes home later and the computer is replaced with flowers that says, I love you more. (laughs)
1: So, I talked to somebody who had worked a bunch of Christian sets. Anyway, I have insider knowledge that Kirk Cameron is definitely gay. <laughs> You've heard it here first.
2: It's pretty obvious if you watch uh, Saving Christmas. It, he's, he's very
1: gay in that. I. You know what? I wish, I wish he'd come out for his own sake. Maybe he'd make great gay movies. He already does.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, okay, but okay. (laughs) Aside from outing someone like that, (laughs) which everyone already knew.
1: I don't know. um, I just heard a rumor.
2: (laughs) It's like such a blind
1: rumor from someone who worked on one of those sets. I'm going to blast it out there. (laughs) It's just, you know what? I heard it, and it felt true, and (laughs) so now here we are.
2: Um, No, but... this again, Aaron put it best. He's like, this movie forgets that it's a Christian movie. <laughs> it does, I love we it. we were an hour in, and we were like, they haven't brought up God once. And then all of a sudden, the uh, Alex Kendrick's character is sitting down, dumping on this guy, <laughs> and the guy goes, "So you told me." And he has a lisp, and it's hilarious. He's like, "So you told me about yourself," and and he's he's looking up at the sky, just going, "Like I'm blind, I can't see nothing." And he's like. So tell me about yourself He's like Well I'm a basketball coach And uh I'm a I'm a whack I'm a whack Christian male And uh, What else do you want to know And he's like Why did Christian come last Why is that like The last part of your personality Why is that the last thing At the party He's like oh, Are you calling me Not a good Christian And he's like oh. And he was like Yes <laughs> Things like I don't know. he like, used to probably think about that. Used to pray about it.
1: <laughs> but then he doesn't. It doesn't and then really. He,
2: well, he does with his wife. Like some. Remember they're both like leaning over the ottoman in their living room, and their kids, kids walk are in, watching. and they're like, "Shh, quiet. Look what Dad and Mom are doing." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Look, Look. mom's bent over the ottoman. Well, I wonder what dad's doing. Oh, he's bent over too.
1: <laughs> and Kirk Cameron's also bent over in the corner with his pants down.
2: <laughs> um, but, I mean, this one's funny. It's not as... Because there's movies like God's Not Dead or Unplanned yeah, that are mean. No,
1: they're truly hate-filled movies. Hateful. Like, and they're they're disguising themselves as loving, and they're not. Which is why I tend to not put them on my worst list. It's like propaganda. I'd be like calling a commercial bad, but this one. No, this one's ta- this one's this
2: one is <laughs> taking the art form and bastardizing it. like is, the Lion King, does this one. It's like it really does forget it's a Christian. movie. It really does, it's, and I wouldn't. Well, I would, then it goes then it goes 110 miles an hour for like. Fifteen minutes, and then it forgets again.
1: <laughs> it does. It's like a montage yeah. of her like
2: touching like wheat
1: fields and like praying
2: to the sun, and then it yeah. Just goes. And uh, I mean, I don't mean to be mean, but the main girl that they picked has the strangest look to her. Like her, oh, she's a kid. So I'm not gonna go too. I'm not gonna roast her, but it's it's just a really weird casting choice. Because first of all, she's not any good. So mm. it's not like well, she looks funny, but she you know she's a great actress. No, she's neither. She. She's just a very odd looking girl and they never call attention to it. They never go like, see, she's weird looking. We should let her (laughs) on the team. Her nose didn't finish growing, so I guess she's better on the team.
1: Who's the weird girl? She is Alex Kendrick's cross country team. You fucking serious? Oh
0: my god!
2: Yeah,
1: um, I wouldn't call the movie a Christian movie. I'd call it a cross country movie. Really, it is. Really it is more of a cross country
2: movie. Um, and I had a blast watching it. But it, it's it's not like God's not dead. Where what do you I think inspired
1: him to make it?
2: Money. Nah. No,
1: no! All these Christian filmmakers are money hungry, like douches. They are, but but usually there's like, I want to tell a story about abortion. Like something matters to them at the core. That's what was really funny about this one is I'm like, why? It's their production company. It's and every they, single yeah. hollow Christian movie trope. It really is. Every it's like single a, one. It'd be like if a Christian movie had dementia. <laughs> oh
2: god. It's like, and then we were running, and then God showed up, but then we were running again, and that was like the well, actually, it was the first time we were running, and then God showed up for the first time, and then we ran uh, for the first time. <laughs> it seems
1: like the <laughs> movie was trying to make more of a point that the fact that cross country is indeed a sport, because there are all kinds of characters that are like cross country is not a sport.
2: And then they run a mile, and they're like, "Why does anyone do this?" Yeah. <laughs> ow! Oh. <ow." laughs>
1: it's it's absolutely atrocious. It's so special. But I could go on for hours. He throws the brick, man. Yeah. He touched his foreheads with his wife. Yeah, dude, that was that was too far.
2: Like I thought that was just so. When he threw gross. the
1: bricks, no, when he touched heads with his wife. I know, man. He's
2: Disgusting. a Christian.
1: Disgusting. another woman that he's not married. to. And his to. kids
2: saw it too. His, yeah, gross. His kids were they were in their backyard touching foreheads. Abomination. And, and they didn't get called. The police didn't get called on them <laughs> for indecent exposure. So that is why I hate this
0: movie. Go on, James. What's your number three? Yeah, my number three is Hellboy. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Hellboy. I mean, what hasn't been said? Um, I will say, um, the, from the first two minutes when you get the the narration, oh, you know you're in for a, a dog shit movie. Because it's confusing from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> you like, wait, what? It's very fast paced. The The editing is, is ridiculous. Horrible. Mila Jovovich. Oh, my God. I want to love her. I really do. But she's just so bad in this movie. But she's never been good. I think she's good in the first Resident Evil movie. Oh. Um, even though, um, shit, Ultraviolet, even though Ultraviolet sucks, I think she's, oh yeah, she's, she's good in the action part of it. But everything is just wrong about Hellboy. I think the, the biggest problem with this movie is the pretty much the the pacing and the the humor doesn't really work it's just the tone of the entire film just doesn't work yep. on any level whatsoever yeah. um i don't really know what david Harbour is doing like i he's just this like it's almost like he's a teenager trying to rebel against his dad but he loves his dad and it's just it's just it, really
2: weird it doesn't make sense and there's some cg in this movie that is just atrocious yeah it's what just what was
0: the budget i don't know let's find out but there's just so I many i would say like 40 to 50 it wasn't a ton. The green screen stuff is just
2: so bad. Yeah, like the the whole troll fight. Yeah, yeah, 50. the troll fight that is terrible. Horrible.
0: Um, I'm okay, surprised 50. it got wow, to 44.6 million worldwide. How bad it bombed. Holy. Oh God. yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, it's it's an awful, awful movie. Um, I I thought they were going to go in like a darker, more mystical direction than what Guillermo did. And they just tried to go for, oh, we're just going to, we're going to make it R. We're going to say fuck as many times as possible. And we're going to have some really cool gore moments. But the tone is going to be really, really lame and it's just it's just boring it's it's really it's pathetic that's the word I'm gonna use for this film it's it's just pathetic yeah it really is yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's all I have to say about Hellboy I'm, I'm ready to I just move it. on on that
2: you should watch it <laughs> just you do will. it no <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think you should see it it's an experience if you okay. will okay <laughs> uh, maybe I will <laughs> what's your number two
1: pick <sighs> gentlemen is it time it's time believe it or not there was a movie that was worse than cats. You've heard about movies that are so bad that it's good. Cats is so bad that it's sexy. <laughs> I tell you with certain honesty, I have never had a boner so tall. <laughs> Stop. Honestly, it was I call it an IMAX boner. Like it was I I wish I okay. How? What do I even say about this movie? Where do you start? It's like someone... I, feel like, I felt like we, a character we in Climax. This, I felt like someone mega-dosed me with LSD. We have
2: the same number, too, so I think we can both go in on this together. Let's go
1: in on it together. Yeah. I think that's the only way you can go into Cats. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's... It, the movie starts with the main cat person being thrown out of, like, a
1: bag yes. into an alley. And then they just then, then there's a musical number about... Welcome to the Jellicle let me, let me start by saying, I don't know what the fuck this movie's about. No, I don't either. <laughs> so, no, I, that's not true, I do. What it is, is this cat gets thrown into this city in London, and, uh, the other cats are like, hey, what's up, dude? What's up, dude? What's up, And, uh, they're like, you came at the right time. Uh, we are picking, uh, the cat to be a Jellicle cat, which is a made up word the from T.S. Eliot yeah. poem. Uh. The jellicle cat is chosen. Oh my god! It's even fucking weirder looking at it. Their faces are just plastered onto these sexy cat bodies that are not sexy. They're horrifying. I'm honestly joking. They're horrifying, mm-hmm. and they made my stomach turn, and they made my penis invert. Um, no, I walked out of the theater a beautiful woman. Um, no, in in my chair, I think Aaron can speak to this. I was, I kept
2: pushing myself back same. from the screen.
1: I like it, your body literally is. Oh my! I'm looking at it now, and I'm like st- literally. St- all the cats together it's just you know i don't maybe the best way to go about this is just scream about everything that's wrong with it (laughs) the 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 cinematography is absolute trash well let's start with the fact too that the scale is off Mm -hmm. you would have a very huge kitchen and cats that were the size of mice then all of a sudden you have a bedroom set and they're the size of like the headboard or something random like that the scale is all off the visual effects are all off look at them look at them there are fat cat jokes. There's like, and they're super horny and they rub up against each other, and honestly, I. What do we say, Brad? No, this. I've been building up this for two podcasts. They hiss it's at a, each other. They go, <laughs> and it's hot. It's just so. Ugh. Well, then you can. There's the
2: movie glitches, like the this, the visual effects glitch out. Um, really? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we saw it
2: without the patch. Oh yeah, man. there are times where you could tell their their real faces were trying to catch up with the like the cat other bodies. the Jesus. cat bodies. Um the the, <laughs> the, the movement, man. Bro, it's, look at that. It's
1: so bad. The props were bad. I don't oh my I just God. the choreographer from Hamilton? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. You know what's funny is it's like, I joke about the movie Cats. Then someone says, why don't you talk about it? And I just close up. It's like, no, I'm, it's using humor, things- I'm using humor to cover up my trauma. <laughs> well,
2: then they have this random scene with this magician cat who apparently can do real magic. Yeah. Which they never said. It was always just, oh, he just does those, you know, visual you know, illusions.
1: No, he can do like real magic and he tries like four times in a row judy dench looks straight into the fucking camera for the last five minutes of the movie to <laughs> sing her song she's not singing she's talking she's talking and she's like I- and, and ian mckellen <laughs> licks his paws
2: during this movie and <laughs> does a musical number where he again is not singing Judy
1: Dench is trying to choose the cat that is to be reborn and so basically it's cats introducing themselves the entire movie trying to make a case to Judy Dench I deserve to be reborn because I feel like I've been treated unfairly or um you know I just I deserve a fresh start I guess. So it has no plot. The cast are introducing themselves the entire movie. The songs are terrible. The singing is terrible. Jason Derulo can't really sing or act. Rebel Wilson can't sing or act. Not Ian McKellen and Judy Dench can't act. Taylor Swift is a pop star, so not a Broadway singer. But honestly, she's she one of the, the less painful. She's part. the
2: best part of the movie. She yeah? really
1: is, which is surprising. I never thought I'd say that, but the visual effects look unfinished. It's very clear that it was rushed. When the studio realized how fucking awful it was, they dumped a hundred million dollars into this thing. There's a scene where Jennifer Hudson. Sings, uh, tries to have a I I Dreamed a Dream moment. She gets super snotty. Like, her human-ass face gets super right snotty her on her this mouth. cat oh, body. Gross. It's gross. It's weird. It's uncomfortable. It's not sexy. It's not interesting. It has no plot. It, It's truly an abomination. I've never... I don't think I've ever seen such a movie where I'm like, this is so... Get this away from me. Get this away from me. It's like heresy. It feels like Heresy! It is so deep inside the Uncanny Valley. I'm surprised at how angry it's making me. In hindsight, I'm just—I'm literally sitting here fidgeting with the wire because I can't deal with the truth—the fact that this movie exists. It tanked. Thank God. And I don't know. What do you have to say, Brad? Like, it's because it's your two. Well, it's yeah, it's we're, it's their same two. It was the number one for the longest time. I can't believe that I saw something worse than I know. Cats. I
2: was shocked, but I, the only thing is that made this one better is at least you could tell there was a lot of effort put into this there That's was the most unfortunate thing isn't the
1: it? actors are trying you could tell the actors were having a good time they were trying Everyone there was vision ride some of the singing was good some of the dancing was good it was elaborate it had a vision uh it was just so wrong it it was honestly it was like watching a man have sex with a horse or something oh my like God. that it's the cinematic equivalent of a man having sex with a horse where you're just like hmm, this is not right uh you know, it's it's just it's
2: disgusting. It really is, and it's so overly sexual uh, for a PG movie. Yeah,
0: it's PG. It's really
2: odd. Um,
1: I give and, this zero meows out of
2: five. Yeah, and th- another thing, I think we can all now talk about how awful of a director Tom Hooper is.
1: Yeah, Tom Hooper is awful. Les Miserables Rob is actually one of my least favorite movies ever made because it was, but this tops it.
2: Jeez. At least that one. I, I, I don't watched Hathaway's a little bit of it that's, and I, I, I hate it. Anne
1: Hathaway's performance is great in lame is Yeah. Um, but
2: I, was... I hate in every one of his movies I think he has some of the worst camera work I've ever he seen. He does.
1: It's very awkward blocking camera work framing. And it m- it, to, it
2: hmm. moves constantly which normally I don't mind but for his type of movies it doesn't make sense for it to move constantly. Um, <laughs> it's always way too up close. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't get an idea of like the surroundings or anything like that or the world that they're in. And i'm looking at jennifer hudson's face right now and it's it's scaring me i don't like it get her away from me <laughs> it's it's one of the I'm worst movies i've how, ever I'm seen i'm
1: surprised at how little there is to say no because i think i've said it all well I just, it's just
2: that there's no plot it's just a matter of this goes against like every part of the human brain yeah. to like no you're right it's <laughs> in the uncanny valley you, you you need it your brain just goes kill it this thing does not deserve to be alive. It is an abomination to all gods that have ever existed and still exist. Um, and uh, that that's it. You just kill it. I think this, and movie, I'm gonna buy it on Blu-ray. I,
1: I think this movie somehow killed Stanley Kubrick. I think oh he like God. was connected through it through time. Like he like had a vision and had a heart attack. I think that's what killed him. I think actually it's what killed every great director who's ever lived. Okay. I think that's how Robert Altman died. I think I think honestly, Martin Scorsese better watch his back. His cats might kill him. I think if he sees it, he will not make it to the end.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I, and you know, let's let's just hope it kills Tom Hooper. So he doesn't make another movie. Tom Hooper,
1: you said he should be arrested. I think he should be arrested for like bestiality. Well, that in crimes against cinema. Like he he really
2: should turn himself into Do the police. You think place. Tom Hooper
1: was like jerking off at the edit No, I you just you like
2: I don't think he was there.
1: And It's like Tom, what are you doing? Noth- nothing, 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 no, nothing. No, nothing, nothing.
2: Hey, Colin, where are you?
1: Oh,
2: Colin man. Firth, where are you? <laughs> I need I need my muse. Right. Well, Colin's like, sorry, I'm in a much better movie this year for five minutes. And it's significantly better than yours. Oh, that's right. He's in 1917. He's like,
1: yes, hello, yes,
0: what are you doing here? Um, so, James, what is your numero dos? Oh, my God. So, my number two is going to be Six Underground. Um, this is my exact review. Six Underground is an amalgamation of everything Michael Bay thinks about when he's sitting at home masturbating. Ryan Reynolds, explosions, fireworks, hot sluts, slow-mo, American flags, helicopters in slow-mo, etc. I felt absolutely brain-dead watching this movie, and this is easily the worst film of 2019 until I found my um, number one pick.
1: We might all have the same number I one. I think we, we do. do. Yeah.
0: Um, I would rather watch Suicide Squad, Fantastic, Four Stick, Independence Day Resurgence before I ever watch this fucking atrocity ever again. This film is two hours and eight minutes long. I got to the hour mark, I thought I was watching it for three hours. That's why I turned it off. It is insane how fucking terrible this is. You have this opening car chase that's like 21 minutes while in the car, someone the doctor of the group is trying to pull this bullet out of the assassin. And they
1: make it sexual. That was fucking weird. Yeah, Yeah. and
0: I was like Reservoir Dogs did this already. Yeah, the the blood squirts out from the wound and hits someone in the face in slow-mo. It's so fucking stupid. Oh, Um, yeah. So you um, you have this ragtag group of people. So you have the brains and the money, which is Ryan Reynolds, you have the driver, the doctor, the assassin, the sniper, and whoever else was in the fucking movie, because I can't remember and I don't care. (laughs) Um, They use the same Muse song three Twice. or four times or no, in this right. fucking movie. Yo, it's crazy. absolutely insane. I feel the weird time jumps. It's like you're four years ago, then you're back to the present, but then you're really like six months ago or some shit, and then you're four hours before then, and then 17 minutes before then. It just, it's absolutely batshit fucking insane. insane. I, I will I will say there were some moments um right at the beginning where people are dying all over the place, they're getting hit by cars and hit by bikes and shit. That was kind of cool yeah, I like because that. it wasn't restraint. But everything mm-hmm. else Ooh, I forgot, you have the parkour guy. God, the, the parkour guy, guy hits someone <sighs> in the nose with a grenade launcher. <laughs> It hits him in the nose, breaks his nose, and then blows up the vehicle. I'm like, "What the fuck is happening?"
1: <laughs> now you know the, the exact things you're saying are the things that I'm like,
0: "Okay, oh my
2: god." <laughs> you guys, do you guys recognize where that guy, where that parkour guy, is from? No. Yeah,
0: he's um, Angel from X Men Apocalypse. That was not what I was gonna say. <laughs> what were you gonna say? He's
2: the drummer from Bohemian Rhapsody. That's right. Oh he
0: god. is. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god, what happened?"
0: <laughs> Another thing is, we get to the end of the movie, and then the movie tries to give us all of these different resolutions for these characters and setting up how they're going to live out the rest of their lives. It's completely unearned. It's terrible and laughable. I laughed my ass off once we got to the credits. It was fucking pathetic. The end was bad. It was pathetic.
1: It's a bad movie. I'm sitting here like trying to defend it. I'm not (laughs) defending it. I'm just more defending why it's not on my top t- bottom ten. Michael Bay's knocking on the door. He's like, "Hey, Aaron."
0: <laughs> I thought this was going to be my number one for sure. I didn't think anything yeah, could beat my number one. It was one, I really should, th- th-
1: should we all say our number one at the same time? Yeah, on
0: okay. three. One, two, two three. three. The, the haunting, haunting of, of Sharon, Sharon Tate. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I don't know what happened at the end. I I still I don't, don't know what know. happened.
2: Oh, it was it was pseudo artistic <laughs> bullshit from. From... Uh, Daniel Ferens. Dale
1: Daniel Ferens. I really hope you're listening to this, you absolute piece of garbage. Man, this movie... <laughs> I very rarely see movies that I find offensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, yes. whoa. This is exploitative, dirty, and offensive. What it is, is it is... A movie about Sharon Tate before the murders, and she starts anticipating them. She like has visions about them, and surprise, they happen. But they're trying to rip off Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think preemptively, yes. and so she ends up that's killing. what I thought. Yeah. yeah, she ends up killing everybody, or they end up killing the guys. But then at the same time, they don't. It's this idea. exactly. It's like a parallel universe. It was a well. It's when
2: they're walking out, they leave the fence, and then she doesn't go with them, and she walks back and sees all their bodies. Um, And then she even finds her own body. Yeah, it was supposed to be like Oh, by the way, my quote is uh, right when she uncovers her dead body, narration is, I'm a fairy princess. (laughs) (laughs) She's literally said that. And then it went back to that, like, pseudo, you know, found footage, like, black and white thing that they were doing in the beginning where she could not hold an accent to
0: save her life. I was just about to say that. Does she have an accent? Does she not have an accent? She she tried. Hillary Duff is so
1: terrible. After Margot Robbie nails her Sharon Tate. To watch Hillary Duff, it's embarrassing. It yeah. really is. And what's really
2: more is. embarrassing is that Hillary Duff was one of the
1: producers.
0: God, yeah, she is, yeah. yeah. The dialogue's terrible. The, the dialogue editing is, so is really weird. It's the worst writing of the year. Yeah. It, five, oh, or, yeah. It's oh, like,
1: yeah. well, and it reminds me again of a movie I would do a trailer for, where they'd be like, how's the baby, Sharon Tate? Is Father Roman Polanski still in London? And she walks into a room and finds Rosemary's baby script just sitting somewhere, and that's it. And they just move on to the next thing that she just goes, huh and just moves on. Yeah. It it's really bad. And these scarce well the scare scenes are obviously terrible. I and mean, there's nothing. Nor with all of these movies there have been concessions haven't there of like well at, at least x y z. Um this, this is this none of none. it. Yeah. yeah. Every I don't know how you fuck up it I'm not one to be a stickler for history. It it is grossly anachronistic. What did I say? What did I say in my review? Let me see what I said on Letterboxd. Um I said the following Holy shit. This may be genuinely one of the most disgusting, awful movies I've ever seen. God-awful dialogue, grossly anachronistic, no attention to detail or historical accuracy, ridiculously padded runtime. They're trying so hard to hit that 90-minute mark, man. They're just wondering. the, The
2: editor admitted they did that shitty slowdown because they were running, they needed to hit their
1: their time. I believe it. Uh, Awful acting, horribly exploitative. It's also so dull and boring and nonsensical for something grotesque. It feels like a tiny studio cashing in on the anniversary of the Manson murders and trying to do a preemptive mockbuster of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like, you know, rewriting history. It's a really embarrassing movie. It's really bad. Um, And... I, I'm all giggly about all the other ones, man, but I ain't giggly about this one. Movies like this, I'm glad it everybody. I'm. It's insulting, and mm. I'm really glad that everybody sees that he's doing an O.J. Simpson one next. The director he already did Jesus. it. I, we, oh, you can rent it right now. Oh, oh my god.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, and I've heard it's just as bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just people have like told him like in interviews, "Hey, this is offensive," and he just dodges the question every time. Because he's a hack. And, yeah. he, and he, he just wants to... He has no creative bone in his body, so he has to take other people's tragedies and not say anything about them or give them any sort of perspective like real filmmakers do. No, he just has to take and go, this is mine now. And then
0: just do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. He, oh I hate him so much it's like why Hilary Duff yeah. like I, I don't get the choice like, she kind of
2: looks like her I, I get that I don't see it I don't a, either a
0: little bit like, like the, what was the last thing she acted in like why do you think like after not acting she's for done so, some TV shows I like, think why, why did she do it I don't know
1: I don't know she think it was a chance. You can't read that script I, and be like, "This the, is my chance to give a great
0: performance."
2: What was it in the uh, trivia? It was like she f- she found she felt like honored and like inspired or something to play her. Whatever money. Yeah, probably. Oh, I don't yes. know. She's married to like a rich guy, so that no, can't be it. She isn't she divorced? No, she just
1: re- she just got remarried. The ridiculously shaky ass camera work that yeah. makes no sense for the story. The editing you is also awful. yeah. I was say, you can't tell what's going on in this movie. Mm-mm.
0: It gets pretty violent at some points, but then you realize it's just a premonition. It's like, well, then you you that, just screwed the only thing and the that digital blood could have gone for. Yeah, the digital
1: blood is pretty it, horrible. It
0: goes through like layers that it shouldn't be
2: shown through. It, like it, it's like on the complete f- like front end of the movie. There's like no layering to it at all. So it's just. The worst fake blood I've ever seen. Yeah, Man,
1: yeah. And, it's a special kind of bad.
2: And the the people who play the the Manson killers are so over the top and awful. Oh my god. Dude. Yeah. Well, they don't look
1: like them. Nobody looks like anybody.
2: Nope. Tex Nobody Watson knows. for some reason just looks like this hunk. Yeah. Like yeah. Like some white supremacist guy. And I'm like what <laughs> exactly. The hell? Like, it doesn't make
0: any sense. Tech that awesome guy session. should never no. deliver lines ever no. again in his life. He's like, like, we're doing the
2: devil's business. I'm like, they didn't actually say that, did they? And I looked up, they actually did say yeah, that. Yeah, Man. <laughs> and it's... then they, oh, one, one point I want to make about this, about the Ted Bundy movie, and also about Richard Jewell. If you're making a movie about real things, do not use stock footage of the real person that you're showing.
1: It takes you out. It yeah. takes you
2: out completely. What a dumb thing to do.
0: And yeah.
1: and this movie I does I it.
0: it. In- like, this director does a lot of documentaries, and I understand he wanted to be somewhat realistic in some of the things that he was showing. You know, trying to show footage of the actual people, but it just doesn't work. Like you said, it just takes you out, because I see Sharon Tate, and then I see... <laughs> um, I almost call her Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> and then I see Hilary Duff. Like, it just doesn't work. You know work. it's bad
2: when you can't remember what her character is, and it's in the title. Man, you can, Yeah, you can't... <laughs>
0: when you can't
1: remember it's Sharon fucking tape.
0: <laughs> and they tried to play up the the scares and the horror with like playing the tape backwards and it's playing um, Helter Skelter. And I'm like, dude, this is terrible direction. Like it doesn't work at all. I'm just bored out of my mind. The biggest thing for me with this film is that I couldn't stay locked in. I was constantly yeah, I was fading checked out. I was checking my phone and then I, I noticed I checked my phone and then the movie was just over and I'm like, okay, well I now I need to rewind it. I know. So I can see what happens. <laughs> I I just I just don't get the idea of making this movie. I it, just It's
1: truly insulting to yeah. Sharon Tate and her legacy and
2: hell even her family are, her, her sister family. was like don't make this and he did it anyway.
1: No, yeah. He, he he's, he's very clear a, a shock idiot. Yeah. That's real that is. And
2: even in, even then the violence is the violence isn't that shocking?
1: No. It's I've seen the movie's not that's that's also why it's so bad. It's not even it doesn't even have credit as an exploitation or a piece of extreme cinema or you could even say it's brave. It is Exploitative and dull and flat and uninteresting there's nothing interesting about it
0: yeah I'm seeing we're watching the trailer again and I just keep reliving Hilary Duff's performance like she's she's the worst part of this movie but I, I don't know man the I one who know, plays man. the Folgers the friend, girl
1: yeah Abigail Folger She's awful. Um, well, every,
2: everyone is awful. Like, which is, I don't think it's, I, it's hard to tell whose fault it is. It, I think it's definitely the director's fault. No, but man,
1: they're all bad.
2: Th- they're bad, though. Like, this is a level of bad. You can't direct them well. Like, the guy who plays um, Wojciech, is that his name? Yeah. Uh, he's actually, like, Polish, and his accent sounds, sounds terrible.
1: <laughs> so I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, Hilary Duff was really bad. Mm-hmm. Man, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Like, a movie worse than Cats?
0: Yeah. And her friends suck. Like, this guy keeps coming to the house. He's obviously fucking weird and creepy. Call the fucking police. That and they, he shouldn't is, be here. How many stacks
2: of tapes do they have to get at their house before they are like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. yeah.
0: And mm. it's like, oh, well, this is just a guy that's just trying to get a record deal. Clearly fucking not. He's a weirdo. Also, none Meow. of them are... Are any of them involved in the music industry?
1: Yeah. Which one? I mean oh, they were uh, friends with Brian Wilson and they were Wasn't
0: it the previous owner of the house that was a uh, oh, record yeah. producer? I don't I think, think any of it. the actual characters are into music. It's the, the old Manson owner was. of the house. You're right.
1: And that's why Manson went there Here with, yeah. with Brian Wilson and stuff like that. And
0: I'm like, okay, he doesn't... The guy that you're looking for doesn't live here anymore. And you're letting this guy just constantly bring tapes. Call the fucking police. You shouldn't be able to just walk onto these people's property. It's not okay. He's yeah. obviously breaking through the gate and well, walking real, up to a in, private well, residence. I he
1: only did that once. And they did that. They're like, go away. And he went away and never came back. But in this one, they're like, nah, he's going to keep coming back. And it's like, oh, my God.
2: Well, then, like, the first scene of, like, full-on dialogue is just going, like, do you think we can, like, change our fate? Do <laughs> like, you think it's possible? when they're playing with that weird Ouija board. And it's like, well, I live a long, healthy life. And it goes, no. And, at, like, and she's away from the table when that happens. Yeah. I was like,
0: man. I was like, oh, my God. This so, is so on the nose. That's so
2: gross, too. Yeah. Like, I hate it. I expected more supernatural
0: elements, but... It's just, it's just dreams. That's all it was. It's yes. just dreams. It's and a unreal. lot of Hillary Duff screaming and crying. Yeah, God, over
2: and over. And her friends are just like, "It's okay, just a bad dream. Okay." <laughs> it's
0: alright. It's a bad dream. It's just a bad dream. Just go back to bed. Mm. <laughs> God, that, oh my God, that is, that was definitely the worst movie of 2019. As soon it's, as I saw it, I was like, oh, this is number one, is for very, sure. It is
1: very, possibly the worst movie of the decade.
0: Yeah, one of, at least one, one of. of yeah, for one sure. Of,
1: yeah, it's definitely in the top 10 of the decade. Yeah. Bottom this, 10 of the decade, I guess.
0: This, this, this was rough, but doing this podcast was a lot of fun. We've actually been going for two hours and 30 minutes. And oh my really, God. It didn't even feel like it. Almost We're just having so much fun, fun life. talking about these movies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I feel good.
2: Yep. I think we've got now we've gotten all that negativity out. I would just like enjoy to enjoy the year. Well and
1: also I just want to express something to the audience and to the listeners, you know, I you know it means a lot uh, that that you listen and really, really, really... Um I'm
0: sorry.
1: I'm going to dump on you. <laughs> <laughs> that is the... That's the
2: theme of this episode. I'm, I'm, I didn't, we didn't mean to dump on you. I'm sorry. Um,
0: so real quick before we head out, why don't you guys um, give us uh, one more quick rundown of your uh, top ten worst movies. Brad, let's start with you. Okay. Uh, number ten, Us. Number nine, Velvet Buzzsaw. Number eight,
2: Hellboy. Number seven, Gemini Man. Number six, Captain Marvel. Number five, The Lion King. Number four, 6 Underground, number 3 Overcomer, number 2 Cats
1: and number 1 The Haunting of Sharon Tate Number ten, cats. Number nine, cats. Number eight, through two, cats. Number one, The Haunting of Shirley. No. Uh, ten, us. Nine, extremely wicked, incredibly shockingly evil and vile and gross <laughs> and bad. Uh, number seven, you know, fuck, ten, nine, eight. Number eight is the Banana Splits movie. Number seven is The Curse of La... 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 La- Ten ninety seven number six is Overcomer. Number five is Gemini Man. Number four is Kitty King. Um, number three is the replicas. Oh. Number two is Cats, and number one is the Haunting of Us, the audience.
0: <laughs> uh number ten, Countdown, Number Nine, Shaft, Number Eight, Replicas, Number Seven, Escape Room, Number Six Gemini Man, Number Five, The Curse of La Llorona. Number Four, The Fucking Lion King. <laughs> number Three Hellboy. Number Two Six. Underground Number One, The Haunting of Sharon Tate, absolutely terrible, terrible, terrible movies, and I'm glad we got to talk about them. That mm-hmm. was that was a lot of fun. That was therapeutic. Very. Yeah. I needed to get those rants out because I was waiting for the podcast. And Lion King pissed me off so fucking much, dude. I was so angry. You know what's funny?
1: I actually think La Llorona might have pissed me off the most, just because I make horror movies, and I'm like, I need the, I, I deserve this budget. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, you have one of the, you have a tape player that Sharon Tate had. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we are going to wrap it up here. This was just so much fun to do. Um, Brad and Aaron will be back next week, and we will be doing our top ten picks of the most anticipated films of twenty twenty. Oh, I gotta so, make that. <laughs> I,
1: I didn't know we we're coming back.
2: <laughs>
1: we're doing it. Let's
2: do it.
0: You know what I have to say to that. Yes. <laughs> so, Brad Aaron, let uh, let the listeners know your your plugs. Let me get your social media.
1: My Instagram is at and my letterboxd is at and uh, I'm working on a movie called and that's about it. <laughs> I'm like working on that movie too, and I don't know what
2: that is. Um, well, I'm actually gonna give out social media. <laughs>
1: My, my social media is at Aaron Murtis A-A-R-O-N-M-I-R-T-E-S. I direct movies. I direct. Uh, I did a movie called Clown Clowntergeist. You might have heard of that one. It's not very good. I wouldn't watch it. But I would watch <laughs> Curse of the Nun, my second movie, my third movie, American Hunt. I uh, I just finished up a movie called The Alpha Test, which is really exciting and really I'm really good. I'm really pleased with it. Uh, that comes out early next year. I'm sorry, early this year. I was about to, to say, tw- like, what? Well, it's in 2020. It <laughs> yeah. comes out in a couple months. Uh, I'm finishing up my movie, Ouija Craft, and Brad and I are actually working on... I sort of puzzle thriller. I don't want to say anything about it, but mm. we start building the sets for that next month, and we're excited. Um, and we're
2: actually gonna have James on set for that. We are. Yeah, James, I can't Jacob wait on yeah. set for
1: that. Um, but yeah, and my letterbox is a secret, so stay away. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Just look at my following, and you'll find them. You won't
2: find <laughs> me. I mean, you you might. You might. You can just assume it's me. It's fine. Okay. Um, well, you can follow me Instagram b belemjian b e l e m uh, j i a n. Twitter is the same. Just look up my name on Letterboxd. I'm on there as well. Um, i'm pretty active on all three and uh yeah and when it comes to stuff to look out for um i'm in curses of the nun as a lot of foreign people know yeah. they love to message me on social media oh, and cool. they, they but they're very entitled about me responding back to them yeah, and calling them back so i don't respond um if you guys are listening stop doing that <laughs> please <laughs> um I'm also in American Hunt. That's available on Tubi, mm-hmm. and on, uh, it's on.
1: It's available on Tubi for free. Mm-hmm. I, I would really urge everyone to we check it
2: out. We had a hard time, but it was a blast making. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I will be in the alpha test coming out in a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a small part in Ouija Craft. Um, that's we, I made up a whole backstory for. it. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, and then uh, that the, the movie that Ben yeah, and I are working, working on. on Brian and it's, a, writing it's a cage. It's, a, it's a chamber thriller. I guess when you you'd our, call it. It's our
1: first full on co writing. Yes. Um, um, you're fully... fully Like co funded as well. Yeah, we're co funding it. uh, You're the lead. We're Mm -hmm. co writing it. We're co producing it. And then I'm directing, shooting, and editing. Yep. Um, So, yeah. And that's what that's that's kind of what we're up to. It's going to be a very busy
0: year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can't wait to be a part of it, and you yeah. guys are going to be also, on the podcast a oh, lot I, <laughs> I just
1: had a movie come out called Cats. And,
2: <laughs> oh, and
1: then Aaron just pulls, he does the Mission
2: Impossible, he pulls off the fake mask, and it's Tom Hooper. I'm like, I just told Tom Hooper to kill himself.
1: Like, oops. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I joker you. You get what you fucking deserve. <laughs>
0: Uh you guys can find me on Letterboxd because I'm finally on it now and it's my finally. latest addiction. Um you can find me on Letterboxd at JB Exclusive. You can find me everywhere else on social media at see the number four spoilers. Head over to KefaFoSpoilers.com to get links to all of the podcasts on the Kifitfoot Spoilers Podcast Network. We also do articles on anime, gaming, TV, movies, absolutely everything, and all of the links to our social media. You can find them there as well if you have a hard time. So head on over there. There. Again, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you guys next time.
1: I'm sorry. i to talk on you.